Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Steven Jensen. Jensen, how you doing today, buddy? Doing all right, man. Can't complain. Weather's getting a little bit warmer and stuff, which is nice, but it's also affecting my sleep a little bit because I like it to be really cold when I sleep. So I'm a little out of it today, just a little kind of groggy feeling. But outside of that, dude, I'm never feeling too groggy to not be able to talk about some pro wrestling. So I'm always excited to be here. Uh, how you doing, man? You you know it'll you know it'll wake you up. Well, I'm not tired. It's just it's just like you feel like kind of off because like you feel like you didn't get real sleep. But what right. will help? Cocaine. I feel like that. Oh will help. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I feel like it'll help. Yeah, maybe. I mean, oh I've, I've, ne- I've never done it, despite Sean Ross Sapp's uh, accusatory tone with me sometimes. But <laughs> I- I've never done it. I've but I've, from what I've been told, it will help you and, and get you going. Yeah, so I may or may not have tried it before, but like it may or it also may or not really be like my kind of thing. Uh, Let's tell this story instead of talking about wrestling. But no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I'm not going to sit here and like advocate people do that. Um, there are other things that I think people could do that aren't that big of a deal, but like that one, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to tell people to go try that. But um, I mean, I, I know plenty of people who uh, who do it and they love it. But uh, <laughs> actually, you I know do. what? You know what the joke is? It's that um, they don't like cocaine. They just like the way it smells. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that, but that's tremendous. I, I have like two times the caffeine coffee, little, little K-cups, like Starbucks K-cups, and has like two times caffeine on it. And I just drink one of those every single day. Next week, I'm going to be drinking two a day because it's a uh, WrestleMania week. But yeah, that, that gets me through the day. That'll... I get up at like six o'clock every day and I'm still awake till like midnight. That gets me through the day. Like, so yeah, 
yeah the people in the chat are already like yeah don't don't bring this up we're gonna get demonetized jeremy brought this up not me i would never i would never i was just shit i'm gonna really get in trouble now <laughs> my bad edit that out somebody edit that out please where's where's a uh, joel pearl to edit things i just heard it helps i'm not advocating for it at all all right don't do it everybody do so not what I do, do I drink I drink seltzer waters, which is seltzer very very waters. basic. They don't they don't even have uh, uh, caffeine or anything. I just like that. It just kind of I don't really even like caffeine that much. If I'm being honest, I used to drink coffee a lot. Um, I really don't like the feeling of like feeling like my heart's going faster and like that like it, like I'm sweating and stuff and like it's like it's like caffeine <laughs> caffeine gives you like artificial intel uh not intelligence artificial energy where like you feel like you're energized but I feel like your body's really just kind of like freaking out like what's going on right now um so yeah I'm more of like uh just kind of chill out I, the, mo the most caffeine I'll drink is like in soda every now and then but I mainly drink seltzers so like it's mainly just carbonated water for me pretty 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 uh, boring so I, I have my one cup of coffee in the morning and otherwise just water all day. That's it. Used to used to be big into the, the sodas. I cut that out. I'll have maybe like a glass of milk and some some Oreos at night, but that's it. No sodas, none, none of that stuff. Just water all day with all my meals. That's what I that's what I get by on. No drugs, everybody. Don't no. do drugs. Do not right? do drugs. Do not do not do drugs. I'm not even trying to be funny or kidding. Do not do drugs. We are not yes. advocating that at all. No, do not do them. This all is probably right, the first let's... time I've ever even said the word cocaine on camera ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, definitely. Sean Ross have like sick crack. You know, he's always saying, he did, he did one where I had like my thumb, I had a long thumbnail. He's like, such a coke finger. I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing here, Sean? You know what? I have, a, I have some long fingernails myself right now on my thumb. Um, uh, mainly because my actual uh my clippers actually broke recently and i kind of bite my nails anyways like you know that's a bad habit that's another one i wouldn't recommend people do but i have a chipped tooth from when i was a kid my front tooth so and i can feel it kind of going a little bit when i eat certain things so, like i'm afraid to bite into my nail so i have to like wait till i go into the shower and like my nails get really soft and then like i'll bite them until i go get a new clipper but i never think about getting new clippers until my nails get too long and then it's just like you know what I mean? It's like something I never think about until I'm like, you know, oh, geez, I got to do something about this. Anyways, I'm sure people have no interest in the things we're talking about up to this point. They probably so. have more interest in this than wrestling. Is this a wrestling channel? What is, huh? Is that what we do here at Fightful? I, I, wrote, I wrote an article about Ric Flair and Mike Tyson getting to the weed business today. All right. So Did that really happened. I know Mike yeah. Tyson's been heavy into it for a while. Yeah. Uh, he wow. bought out, like, I guess Ric Flair has Ric Flair Drip Incorporated, and Tyson, like, acquired a majority stake in that, and so now we're going to get Ric Flair lines of cannabis. So, this is a drug wow. podcast now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, everyone's getting into that now. I know Steve Urkel is, like, selling, like, Urkel weed and stuff now, and, like, I mean, everyone, like, if you got any kind of notoriety, I feel like you're going into the cannabis business. But, yeah, Tyson's been doing it for years, like, yeah. uh, been in that business so yeah rick flair i know i remember like anthony johnson uh anthony rumble johnson the mma fighter i remember when he had retired for a few years a big reason he retired is because he had invested in a bunch of uh like cannabis stuff before it like actually got legal so he was like just sitting on it until it became legal in certain places and then like the business just boomed and he was like i don't even need to fight anymore because like i'm making so much money doing this instead um <laughs> drug full over <laughs> 
that RPG. is funny though. So 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 Flair though is in the is in the business now. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, he's. I mean, Flair. Anyway, that man can make money. He's gonna try to make <laughs> money off of it. So yeah, you'll you'll be getting you know face flop edibles and everything here <laughs> at, at some point. That's I'm actually sure. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> RBD's. I listened to an interview with him today too, and that man, he'll just he'll just roll up and start smoking on on stream. Like he doesn't care. So no, he doesn't. He has his own line and everything with it as well, which I'm sure shocks absolutely nobody. But that man literally just will roll a joint during the interview and just start smoking it, which is tremendous. Bless that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know he has RBD CBD, and also he's a part of Unkind Esports that actually sponsors my show with Doug every Tuesday live round. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. Shout out Unkind Esports and Rob Van Dam uh let's get into and people are yelling at us i'm gonna keep chit chatting instead of uh getting to the wrestling let's get into the wrestling <laughs> we're not even going to talk about wrestling though we're going to start with this mjf interview with ariel hawani that you actually alerted me to last night um because i was asleep and you're like i'm going to talk about this mjf interview with ariel hawani i listened to it this morning as usual in character stuff from mjf but what did you think of this interview steven I think this was in character, but kind of a little more real talk than he usually gives, which was kind of refreshing. Now, I'll tell y'all, if you want to see like a full, like most current day fans probably don't know that there are some MJF shoot interviews that he's done pre-AEW when he was kind of new to the indie scene where he is out of character and he's just talking like a real person. And I, they may have done, they may have tried to like wipe, wipe those. I don't know. Um, I know I have one saved still from like forever ago. I think it was him and I think it was him, Ricky Starks and Ethan Page maybe was the interview. Um, Egos Migos? Yeah, I think it was an Egos Migos, I think. Um, but uh, but so I've heard, I think I've heard two different interviews years back where MJF is just like actually being himself. Um, and this was the closest I've heard to that in years, uh, this interview with Helwani. But he was still in character to like a pretty large degree but it, it was i really enjoyed the interview and it was interesting because when it it premiered last night after dynamite and i looked on like helwani's twitter and like he didn't he wasn't really promoting it and i looked on mjf's twitter and he wasn't really promoting it like they had tweeted a little bit about it like hours before but i think it was supposed to drop this morning i don't know what happened but i feel like yeah. it dropped early and like just like they scheduled it accidentally at the wrong time so it aired last night and I just happened to be on YouTube and just saw that Ariel Hawani was live. And I mean, I can even show you. Oh, I got this on my desk, actually. Um, this here is a water bottle. I went and saw him live at his first ever live show in Chicago, Illinois, a few years ago. Um, and I, uh, I interviewed him for my personal podcast like years back, too. I'm a very, very, very big fan of, of Ariel Hawani. Um, so it was really cool hearing his interview with MJF last night. And uh, they, there was just there was some really good uh, kind of like, uh, conversation in there like um some of the stuff we've heard plenty of times like some of the stuff he talks about in like every interview but it got really interesting once he started talking about like the wwe and like nxt 2.0 and like his contract <laughs> and like that that was really interesting stuff so yeah what did what did you think about that stuff i know you wrote yeah. a little bit about it on the i know there's been some fightful articles this morning about some of the topics as well yeah, I, I wrote the the one about him saying he wasn't going to resign early. He's basically, he's going to go to free agency, which we, we kind of all knew, but it's news that he, he is very much confirming all of that. I love where he's like, there's a makeout session on NXT. Who doesn't love a good makeout session? 
Yeah. It's yeah. so like tongue in cheek, sarcastic shit from him, but you think he's actually like he's believable in it because he's so good at this character and so good at this gimmick. I've listened to a ton of MJF interviews. He's always gonna give you something, whether he's in character, obviously, but he just always gives you these little sound bites or these headlines, and it's it's good stuff to listen to him. Uh I think Hawani is a tr- tremendous interviewer. Like one of my favorite guys to listen to interview. I, I listen to him with Gable and Paige Van Zandt. Actually, any Helwani interview, like, cause he not only asked the initial question, he will certainly like follow that up and press a little bit on things. And Helwani has the cachet and the reputation to where he's not going to get in trouble to any of this. Like he doesn't need to play ball with any of these guys. He's not afraid to push a little bit. Um, and, and so he does that, which is good. And it does feel like there is a conversation and you're getting to the bottom of the answer. Everybody wants to know. Um, so I, I think Hawan is very good at, at interviews and like the MJF interview again, in character stuff. I don't think he's going anywhere in 2024. Like I'm, Fairly confident he's going to resign with the AEW, but a lot can change between now and then. It's nearly two years away. Like so much can change between now and then, and so like it'd, it'd be hard to just say, yeah, hundred percent, he's going to stay. The way things stand right now, seems like he's going to stay. Two years from now, who knows? Who knows where the business is going to be two years from now? But I enjoyed it. I enjoy every MJF interview again because he's going to give you those sound bites. He's going to give. He's going to give me the, those headlines. So I always appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and. It, it's it's just it's interesting hearing him kind of like ride that line of like wanting to give genuine answers but also wanting to stay in character um and there and like you said with the with the what could happen in two years i mean if cody can go i mean anything can happen yeah. you know so like um and him and cody are, are tight you know personally so like you know if anyone can kind of sway mjf to maybe jump ship over to wwe with him in a couple of years if cody's getting treated well over there he'll I'm sure other AEW wrestlers that are considered like AEW homegrown stars, I, I think more of them will wind up in the WWE over time. Um, but yeah, listening to him talk about like NXT 2.0, I was like legitimately laughing out loud. I was like, this guy is trolling so hard. Um, and yeah, I, I love Ariel's, um, his style of, of interview as well. Um, I remember years ago, I had asked him just for some pointers on like how I could be a better interviewer. And once something he told me was, mainly about not having uh like any kind of real like bullet points or script you're really going off of in an interview and making the interview more about follow-up questions and that i i think that really really helped me i I, and this was years ago and ever since he told me that i uh i stopped doing i i I try to just listen to who i'm interviewing and then ask just follow-up questions based on what they're telling me because i think it just makes a lot for a lot better conversation so um yeah, man, I remember watching him so long ago. Like he was one of the real early like guys using YouTube to like get his his name out there and a real independent journalist and all that stuff. And yeah, big, really big fan of uh of what he does and in that that interview style and that whole interview with MJF. Um, one thing I wish he would have dove a little bit more into, and he might have, and I might have just missed it, but he was asking a lot about like people being in charge in the WWE, like whether it be vince or triple h or so and so but he didn't mention nick khan which i thought was kind of interesting once again unless i missed it because for people who don't know ariel hawani and nick khan have a long history as well where Air- nick was his uh i believe he was his agent his for agent, like yeah. quite a while yeah. um so like i i was kind of expecting ariel to ask 
more about NickCon potentially, just because I'd like to know the perspective of like from the outside looking in, like AEW wrestlers seeing all these guys and girls like leaving the company. And because I think a lot of them would probably put a lot of the blame on NickCon because a lot of this has happened since NickCon has been in the position he's in with the WWE. So that was one thing that was a little confusing was like, I know he knows who NickCon is and he knows NickCon really well. So I was kind of surprised he didn't ask a little bit more about kind of the perception of him amongst wrestlers. But outside of that, I thought it was like really, really damn good. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, Ricardo says we're going head to head with the grid. I, I mean, go support those guys. Late night grid. Yeah, those guys rule. If, yeah, um, <laughs> we're, from, uh, we're friends with everyone over there. Yes. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. I. He didn't. He didn't ask about Nikon. I didn't really expect him to. But you're right because Ariel and and Nikon have that that long history. And he, it, it was. I think it was with Van Zant, or maybe it was with a uh, Gable. Gable Stevenson. He interviewed him yesterday. He did. He did bring up Nikon. Um. I don't know what the perception is of Nikon. He did talk about. Um you know, AEW signing a lot of the WWE guys and, and everything like that. And, and you mentioned, um, you know, AEW guys jumping to WWE is starting, starting with Cody and it could happen more. We kind of talked about that when Cody left is that uh, a lot of kind of the Cody guys and MJF is certainly one of them. Ricky Starks is, is another one of like, Hey, if they see that Cody is doing okay, maybe they will be like, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of jump over. They treated, they treated this guy. Well, maybe there is room for us over here. Cause doesn't seem like AEW is going to stop in signing guys and they're doing the best they can in trying to, to get everybody, uh, you know, TV time and, and things like that. But there's only so much TV time to, to go around. And that's why I think the Cody coming into WWE is so fascinating because WWE can really make waves with AEW guys who might be happy uh, and just proving like, hey, OK, they treated Cody well. If I can come in, they'll treat me well as well and mjf two years from now if cody is doing well and cody does have a top position these these two years assuming he doesn't go back to aw in the next two years or anything like that uh then it'll be something to think about and mjf mentioned you know it's all about the money for him but imagine wwe can offer him more money than aw whether or not they choose to do that i don't know uh mjf has also mentioned you know hollywood aspirations and i like it or not like aw Again, two years from now, long time away. They could grow exponentially within the next two years. But as it stands right now, WWE has the the quicker avenue to if you want to get into to television or or movies or anything like that. Well, he, I think he said he had done some like voice work for a movie already. So at least he's getting like his foot yeah. in the door. Um, and you know, I think that it's possible that this whole shift that WWE has done recently with like NXT level up. NXT 2.0, their whole developmental process. If they can use that to try to, I, I don't know the best way of putting this, almost like farm superstars. Like if they if they bring in like 200 people or whatever with no wrestling experience, and if they can get like one or two like potential stars out of these people, that's probably a win for them. Like if they can find their next Roman Reigns somehow or like their next John Cena somehow, and it just happens to be, like a like an Olympian or a former uh, college athlete or something that wasn't a, an independent wrestler, if they can use it to that degree and get essentially get really lucky and find some stars out of that, but they're essentially using AEW as their developmental going forward. Obviously, the companies aren't working together, but they can see it as like, well, they've got MJF, they got Ricky Starks, they got Sammy Guevara, they got Darby Allen, they got this person, that person, so on and so forth, and they're like, why don't we just let AEW make them into 
stars. And then when their contracts are up, we'll try to get as many of those younger guys and girls as we can while we're trying to develop our own people here. Like maybe that's kind of where they're going to go with some of this because they're already like they're, they're already kind of going backwards on, on some of their current philosophy because like they've recently signed Roxy, for instance, like she's an indie wrestler um there they have they are still trying out indie wrestlers at some of these these tryouts that they do and stuff so i don't know if they've completely abandoned the idea of hiring indie workers or people with but i think for them it's like we can try to cultivate our own stars from the very start but we have our eye on what's going on over here because basically AEW is over here creating new stars in in wrestling and when they're valuable we can bring them over to us and they're already good to go on tv so i'd I don't know, just kind of something in, that I have in my in mind. And I think that Cody is literally the best person they could possibly have coming over to potentially get more people to join. If he's, But it's going to depend on how they treat Cody. That's going to be a big part of it is the wrestlers in AEW seeing what they do with him and how he's treated. And if he's treated well and he's advocating for them to, to jump ship and see what it's all about, they're way more likely to do it than if he wasn't there. You know what I mean? And Ricardo says three weeks until Fed screws up Cody. Watch that seems generous. Given very three possible. Weeks. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, it might already be screwed up before he even debuted. I mean, the, the the story if he is going to be wrestling Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, the story is Rollins is a loser who keeps losing, who can't, who is begging his way onto the show. So like Cody's going to be the guy who's like the just like the consolation. Like okay, well, you can wrestle him. Prize. He's going to be a loser. When what if Cody loses to Seth? So he loses to a loser right off the bat. Like that would kill all the momentum of all of this. And it's totally possible that they do that because Seth's their guy. So like, I don't know, man. I'm very skeptical about this whole thing. I kind of suspect and figure Cody's going to lose to Seth. Honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's not going to shock me in the least if Cody loses to Seth. Absolutely not. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd sort of expect it to happen. I think the reactions will be hilarious if and when it does it does happen. But like, I don't have faith in whatever they're going to do with Cody. I don't have faith in whatever they're going to do with anybody. There's no reason to. They haven't given me given me any reason to have faith with any kind of this stuff. And until they do, then I feel like I'm justified and just not not believing anything good is going to to come out of this. I hope something does. I'm not going to be mad if nothing doesn't because my expectation is that low with everything. I completely understand. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I still might punch a hole through my television if Cody loses his uh, re-debut at WrestleMania. But uh, I need to get that on video. Yeah, I'll eat the I'll eat the Stardust mask on stream if uh, <laughs> if if he loses it. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to actually do that. But um, but yeah, I mean, so. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's very, very, very strange that like, I, I think that at this point it's going to be like an open challenge type thing, like at WrestleMania and Cody's synonymous with the open challenge from AEW. And like, it kind of all just makes sense. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's next? <laughs> uh, the other AEW topic, we have CM Punk. So CM Punk was back in action Last night, his first match since uh, defeating MJF in the dog collar match. So after the dog collar match at the the post the post match press conference, the post event press conference, he mentioned going after the AEW title. He said he liked Hangman Page, but you know he still wanted to to go after the the AEW title. And then last night he beat Dax Harwood. Great match, by the way, just a tremendous wrestling match. And then he does the little title belt motion there, and there you go. And uh, now. You know, CM Punk 
potentially going after the AEW world title. Are you ready? You ready for this CM Punk Hangman Page showdown, Jensen? I am. I think it makes all the sense in the world to go this direction at this point. Um, speaking of Dax, that was almost my spotlight for this week um, because of how impressed I am by him. Every time he has a singles match, he kills he it. Rules. Every single yeah. time. Um, that's nothing to take away from from Cash, obviously. It's just Dax has been put in those positions and he's really, really shined. Um, like, for instance, this might sound controversial. Like, if you were going to put the TNT title on a guy who's primarily in a tag team, I'd rather see it on Dax and Scorpio, personally. Like, I think Dax is even more entertaining than, than he is. But that's just me. Um, I think there's a lot he can do with Dax. Is really the point of it. He can be a singles guy or a tag team guy, and he's proven that. Um, as far as CM Punk, I think that this is the trajectory that he's on. It it just, it only makes sense to, to do it because you look at the guys he's wrestled and the guys he's beat and the matches he's had and how over he is with the crowd and just everything that he's doing and in, in the, the creativeness that he's bringing to this too. Like you can tell he's putting his own, his own kind of spin on all these stories. Like, you know, you can tell he's heavily involved in like the storytelling aspect and the matches, putting all this together for what he's been doing in AEW. And I think it's been working really, really, really well. Um, and in all honesty, I would I would have never said this a few months ago, but in all honesty, at this point, I think they should probably put the AEW world title on CM Punk. Like, I think you should probably beat Hangman for the title. And I love Hangman, but like Punk's just, you have a rare opportunity with him because he's just been killing it since he came yeah. back. And I mean, once again, if he wasn't going to be wrestling Hangman next for the belt, it kind of almost... Uh, lessens the value of like the ranking system and stuff because like who else would he really need I to can't. beat to get to a title shot? At this I know Jay Lethal is like ranked number four in the rankings because he picks up a bunch of wins on like dark and elevation and stuff. CM Punk, meanwhile, unranked. I can't stand the rankings. And I, oh, is I, he unranked? Really? How yeah, he's possible? unranked. MJF Be wasn't ranked. No, MJF wasn't ranked because he lost to to Captain Sean Dean by by DQ. Oh, this is why the right. rankings are so stupid. Yeah. Is that you can just go on dark and dark elevation and just beat a bunch of nobodies, and so they can be like, oh well, he's eight and one this year. But meanwhile, that one loss was on television because Lethal lost to Guevara. I know, I think that was in 20, uh, 2021, technically. But he lost to Starks. I'm pretty sure that was his his one like televised loss. So he loses that one match, but then he's beating a bunch of nobodies on dark and dark elevation. So if they just look at the the full number of wins instead of you know quality of competition and things like that, which is really dumb because people want to point out, hey, look at like the college football rankings and how they work. Cincinnati had to remain undefeated to stay in the top four. If they lost one of those games, they're going to get dropped and they were going to put a one loss team or a two loss team in there because their quality of competition was so trash. But just because you beat a bunch of nobodies doesn't mean you should be ranked higher. I'm looking at the people you actually beat and the and when you actually beat them. Dynamite wins, Rampage wins, Dynamite losses, Rampage losses should mean more than Dark Dark Elevation wins and losses. And pay-per-view wins and losses should mean a lot more than than dark dark elevation losses the rankings suck they're they're horrible they should scrap them they don't come out until like six o'clock well before the before dynamite starts it's just awful all right i'm sure cm punk will be ranked high next week because he beat dax harwood and this will be their argument of like look at cm punk he's in the top five now he's going for a title shot and everything he should have already been there look at his overall record he didn't lose until mjf the other week and even that was questionable because mjf had to cheat and then he beat him in the dog collar match fix your fucking rankings aew 
Dude, I don't know how heated that was about to get. Wow. Um, rankings. Yeah. See, I, I actually, I like the concept of it, but I didn't, I, I like the concept of like wins and losses mattering and stuff in the company. But I honestly, to be completely honest, I haven't actually paid attention to the rankings in quite a while. I just kind of assume based on the stories and like kind of who's beating who, like who would kind of be next up for certain stuff. But that is kind of crazy. If like Jay Lethal is ranked number four and like MJF and CM Punk are unranked, that doesn't Jay make Lethal any sense has at all. zero televised wins. Zero. Again, I get dark, dark elevation matter. They try to make that stuff matter. It's not CM Punk's fault that he ain't working these Tuesdays and Monday YouTube tapings. All right. I do realize that it's all kind of the, the same Wednesday show. Uh, but like, it ain't his fault that he don't feel like working these. I'm sure if CM Punk wanted to be like, yeah, sure, pull me some local indie guy that I can beat, he'd beat him and it'd be just fine. He ain't doing that. He wants bigger matches. Stat padding. Rank. Yeah, Lance Archer was number one in the rankings yesterday. Lance Archer just lost the title match. He just lost. How is he number one in these rankings? And he rarely wrestles to begin with. Well, like, he, beat, he beats people on dark and dark elevation. That's what it is. Yeah, that's how he beats people. You have a valid point. You have a very valid point, Jeremy. I'm, I'm not arguing at all. Right yeah, now. yeah. Um, so anyway, um, that all they, even that all aside, like when you look at what CM Punk has done since returning to the to AEW, like I don't think any AEW fan can look at that and be like, he doesn't deserve a title shot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he absolutely does. So he has one loss, it was the MJF match again. That was nefarious means. I agree with Dave, like the, the rankings or the wins and losses do matter way more, and I appreciate that with AEW. Don't try to sell me that these rankings mean something, and that because Adam Cole beat number four ranked Jay Lethal, now he's back in a position to earn a title shot when he just lost to the champion. When Jay Lethal's best win is over against some guy on dark, I'm sure. So I care more about like the stories and the stuff they're trying to tell there. You can tell stories without rankings. They've actually done a very good job of telling those stories. They shoehorn the rankings into trying to make these title matches make sense when you don't even need to do that. Because AEW fans are just like, oh, cool. This person did this to this person. What? This is going to be a great match. Let's let's enjoy this match. The rankings, I, I do think it helps with casual fans. I will say that. I'm sure if you're watching Dynamite for the first time last night, and you like you see oh number four Jay Lethal number three Adam Cole this seems like a big match it probably helps them but for me it doesn't do anything so maybe I'm being unfair and the casual fans love that stuff maybe 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 they do yeah you can keep the records and just lose the rankings I agree with that too so that um, that's that yeah that's that's all fair and also I'm sure you remember when I think it was around the time the UFC started on Fox like before the ESPN era but I'm pretty sure it was during the like the beginning of the Fox era is when they started ranking UFC fighters. And that was when, and that was for the same exact reason, because Fox was like, well, there's going to be a lot of casuals tuning in for the first time now that it's on this major network and they need to know like who's good and who isn't basically. So they needed to, so they started putting ranking numbers next to people's names and that's stuck ever since. Like they still do the rankings to this day, but the rankings are fairly controversial, controversial sometimes um, on that as well. Um, but it was done for the same reason, like just for the casual audience that like just might be seeing this for the first time and they see, oh, number eight is fighting number seven. Like this is this must be a big deal, but they wouldn't have known otherwise. Did you you mentioned the, the UFC rankings. The Brazilian media would would fuck that up. Oh, the, <laughs> like, yeah. That was my favorite part about the UFC rankings because it's all like media vote stuff. Yes. And so the Brazilian media would just put the Brazilians like in their top three. It didn't matter what the records were or anything. And it was 
it ruled. It was the best thing that like they they tried to make these things legitimate, and then the Brazilian media was just like, ah, yeah, this this Brazilian, this Brazilian, this Brazilian. Hen and Barraz lost seven in a row, but let's yeah, (laughs) ruled so much. Oh, so great. Oh yeah, people people mentioned yes. JJ mentions like the biggest star CM Punk is unranked. Yeah, casual hardcore doesn't matter. That's the other thing is like. You see CM Punk and you could see like, oh, it's this unranked guy. They're presenting him as a big deal, but he's not ranked. Why is CM Punk presented as a big deal while Jay Lethal is not Jay Lethal's number four? So it could have the the opposite effect when it comes to, to casual fans. And Ricardo says, I casually hate the rankings. I don't casually hate it. I, I venomously <laughs> hate it, as people might have been able to tell here. That is I am a really looking good for point, though. A really good point about the casual viewer that would see that and be like, oh, MJF must not be as good as like Jay Lethal because Jay Lethal's ranked and he isn't. Like that would be really confusing to like a, a, a casual viewer. I didn't even yeah. think about it like that before. I am looking forward to CM Punk eventually challenging for the world title. I don't know the story they're going to do if CM Punk's going to turn heel. I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe. I mean, CM Punk is a is a tremendous heel. He he pull it off easily. Um, so I'm I'm very interested in whatever the story might be, and it might be as simple as like. I haven't really lost outside of that one match. I'm beating the best guys here. And maybe Punk's just going to keep beating guys. And then, again, I think they kind of will use the rankings here. And Punk will get ranked B because that's how they like to do these things. Or he'll win a Battle Royal. They love Battle Royals. Our gauntlet match, our ladder match. One of those one of those gimmicks that they love doing as well. Yeah. I don't know. But then the next pay-per-view is what? May? Yeah, double or nothing. They got a while. They got a while. So yeah, I think he'll probably beat a couple people that are like ranked above him um before then. Uh maybe he beats like an Adam Cole and like an Orange Cassidy or something like that. And uh I don't know if Orange Cassidy's ranked or not, but I know he beat Adam Cole, but that match technically didn't count. See, a lot of this just gets really confusing when you really start breaking it down. Um, then you have like your overall record, you have your yearly record, you have your singles record, you have your you know what I mean? Like it's it is Man, Cody left the company and it's all just falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> and they reset those rankings at the end of every year. I just like the I do like your theory that Cody left and now it's just all gone to shit. That's well, funny. you'll know you'll know things are really changing if like Abushi starts wrestling blow up dolls or something on <laughs> on Dynamite. Then people will be like, "Wait a second, what's going on?" DDT DDT's yeah. coming to uh, AEW, so we could get the the blow up doll <laughs> match. Cole Cabana wants that match with uh, CM Punk, so. And Money Mark uh, points out that Orange Cassidy is injured. CM Punk, Adam Cole would be a very good like television main event to uh, really solidify Punk as the number one guy. I do think Punk's just going to kind of keep winning matches, and then it's just going to be undeniable that he deserves this title shot. But in that, there'll probably be another story to it because Punk is very good at kind of that layered stuff. So I look forward to however they're going to do it. I look forward to seeing what they do. I I wish now there's two sides to this of course uh, you know i there the the moxley uh, like situation with like his the alcoholism and stuff that was a you know a very real thing and i would never want anything to happen on the show or anything to like make him uncomfortable or anything like that so th- this is with that in mind but i think it would be a really good story if hangman because they kind of have alluded to it a little bit on bte with like the dark order being like dude your entire personality was a lot you were a lot more fun when you were drunk all the time like you're kind of a the kind of lame to be around um kind of a downer basically and if they made the story to where like hangman started drinking again and cm punk turned heel as the straight edge like you know i'm better than you like why is the fan why are the fans uh celebrating this alcohol this alcoholism 
I think that would be a really, really, really interesting way to have CM Punk turn heel and then win the title from him if, if it was kind of based off of that. Um, but once again, I wouldn't want this, you know, if Moxley or anyone else in the company with like any kind of substance abuse issue is like, hey, this kind of isn't cool. Like, I wouldn't want them to do it. But if they, if everyone was on board for it and okay with it, I think a story like that would be a really, just a really good and like realistic way to turn CM Punk heel because we know how we've seen him We've seen him pour alcohol down his his enemy's throats and bash. I remember he bashed Jericho with like a liter of whiskey or something when they were feuding and stuff. So like they, he will go there as a heel, um, which, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to make him a heel, you might as well go all the way and make him like as hateable as you possibly can. So, yeah, I mean, they got two months, assuming they do this match at double or nothing. They've got two months to get there. So they got a lot of time to, to piece all of this together and, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but and CM Punk, Dax Hardwood was so good last night. So, so damn good. I look forward to when Brett finally comes in. With They've hinted so much at it. There was like pink backlights when they did the promo. He was talking about like doing stuff from the heart and like they're doing going for sharpshooters during the match. Yeah. Like at this point, it would be a big disappointment if Bret Hart doesn't come in for them. Like, I, yeah, and they just got rid of totally. It just feels like it's. It, what, what percentage would you put on that, Jeremy? Like, you think it's pretty much like a hundred percent that like Bret Hart's coming in to be their guy? I have a tough time going a hundred percent anything until it's actually there. Like, CM Punk seemed like a hundred percent, and I was still in that like ninety nine sure. of like, oh, maybe not. Um, and that's sort of where I, where I'm at here is I'm I'm kind of in like the the ninety seven ninety eight thing of like it seems very very likely, but there's just a, enough doubt because it is wrestling and wrestlers like to work to where uh, maybe it won't happen but aw typically doesn't do this stuff unless they're they're gonna pay it off with something i don't think they're hinting at it this much to not have it happen what do you think is more likely bret hart comes to aw and is the revivals or ftr's um manager or cody wrestles seth Rollins at wrestlemania what has a higher percentage oh, of happening they're both pretty equal i, I think cody yeah. I think Cody versus Seth, because that seems like it's almost locked in at this point. Yeah. But they they both have a very, very high percentage chance for me. Yeah, I'd agree. And also, it looks like FTR is turning babyface, which I, I I do like that as well. Because those guys are just so good at what they do that, like, they can be heels, babyfaces. Doesn't matter. Does It just doesn't matter. Like, as long as they just keep doing what they're doing in the ring, they're they're golden for it. That's, that's a big kind of, like, thing about what they're running the WWE that was so mind-boggling was like these guys could have been your utility tag team forever like they never they never have a bad match and also lo and behold wow they can both wrestle as singles guys too and you never did anything with that either like so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the to, to ftr uh being being baby faces especially if they got bret hart with them that, that that's just really really cool well mj have finally brought up the pinnacle last yeah. night and the pinnacle is going to be going to be back because ftr is facing uh gun club next week so he finally brought up the pinnacle and how hey yeah we're still a thing um so we'll see if they kind of split from mjf and spears next week because you know they just fired Tully blanchard and mjf like didn't really have anything to say about it even though he brought in Tully blanchard and, and brought that group together we don't know how ftr quite feels about the whole wardlow stuff so hopefully we get some some answers around that next week yeah does does wwe own the rights to like call anything the heart foundation probably 
Uh, let's check the trademarks here. Because I know there was like the new Hard Foundation for a while with like yeah. Harry Smith and Tyson Kidd and Natalia. And and by the way, Harry Smith is like available. Like if they wanted to bring him in to do something with Brett, like as like a group or something, it could be interesting. So actually, you know who has the uh, Hard Foundation? The 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 trademark for that. Mm-mm. This is for merchandise purposes, mind you. MLW has it because they did have their version of the Hard Foundation. That's right. They did yeah. with yeah, they they absolutely did. With and that's Teddy another Hart. thing. Yeah, I've got to say Teddy Hart is like literally in my opinion, he's like the biggest what if ever in wrestling. Like I remember when he got signed to the WWE in the late 90s and he was like 18 years old and like I remember the stuff he was doing and the flips he was doing, all the innovation. Like the guy could have been such a massive star and he just cannot stay out of his own way and uh yeah, even MLW, like, cause that, that's right. It was Teddy and, and Harry, and I think, I can't remember who else was with them in MLW, if anybody, but you're, you're right. That, so, so I, I'd assume Tony can probably figure a way of getting that from MLW. So I, he'd, he'd have to, he'd have to pay up for it or get, get some type of documentation for it if, if he wanted it. Um, it does look like it's just in merchandise stuff. They, you can apply. You can apply to trademark this stuff in so many different categories. So it doesn't look like they have it in essentially the oh they do have it for entertainment services. Okay, I just I got more information. So yeah, they they basically have the trademark in the the categories you would want the trademark in. So I don't think they'll be using any type of like hard foundation naming unless Tony does get the the trademark from MLW. Yeah. I'm sure they got the trademark on a napkin or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. But I mean, if anyone can figure a way of making that happen, I mean, might, maybe all it takes is Tony, you know, doing some sort of talent exchange with them for a minute, some sort of forbidden door thing. And I don't know. I feel like Tony, geez, Tony just bought Ring of Honor. I feel like there's, <laughs> you know, it's possible he could figure out a way of, of buying the rights to the Hart Foundation if he really wants it. So, um, oh yeah, Pillman Jr. was in there as well. Yeah. Thank you, Manuel. That 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 is correct. I forgot that Pillman Jr. was in MLW while he was also in AEW. That that was interesting how he was he was doing both for a while. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to 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 WWE. More great promos. I got to get your thoughts on this Becky Lynch promo from Raw because I saw a lot of people like praising it on my timeline, and I know you are you are a WWE hater. Steven Jensen. Uh, <laughs> so what did you think of this Becky Lynch promo that people were, were praising as one of the great promos of the year? Yeah. So I don't want to be a WWE hater. I just think their show's <laughs> really bad. Like, and I want it to be better and I hope it is like, and I know that there are fans who like it. So, but yeah, it's, it depends on how you look at the promo, right? Like, cause on one hand, it's just not accurate because it kind of sounds like one of those like you people type promos, like yeah. you people chose Bianca Belair over me. Uh, I've never lost this title. And, you know, in like three years or whatever, I only lost it because I had to like forfeit it and, and all this stuff. And, and I don't, I don't, what's so strange about all of this is she should have just been a baby face this entire time. Like I, I just feel like the heel turn was a bad, a bad move. But here, if, if Bianca beats her at WrestleMania, that will help Bianca a lot. And I'm hoping that is what happens. I hope Bianca, like, gets this win over her at Mania because, like, I think she really needs it considering, like, how she lost the title to, to Becky to begin with and everything. Um, so I'm kind of torn on it. Like, I thought it was 
I thought it was like a pretty good promo as far as like her delivery of the promo, but like the substance of it was just a little confusing because it's like, I don't know. And it's also a little bit sad too, because she was the most over, not just woman, she was the most over human being in the WWE for a while. Like, and now it just kind of feels like it's just, it just doesn't feel the same. And we're heading into WrestleMania and that's just kind of unfortunate, but how did you feel about it? Did, did you like it, hate it, like indifferent about it? I thought it was a good WWE promo. Um, it wasn't, I prefer the, the AEW style where they can be a little bit more real with it. A lot of WWE promos are just like explaining the story that is already in front of you. And I'm not, and then the, the you people uh, right. stuff in there as well. I don't need the, the edge style of, Hey, let me grab my chair and sit in the middle of the ring and let them put the spotlight on me and let me talk type of thing. I thought Becky delivered it. Well, I, the material was going to be what it was going to be, but as far is it one of the, the best promos I've ever seen? No, it had nothing on the Charlotte Uh-oh promo. I still think that's one of the greatest promos of all time. You've never seen this promo, have you, Jensen? No, but Charlotte is the queen. I love I love me <laughs> some Charlotte Flair. So I, 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 I will blindly believe that it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlotte Uh-oh promo is legitimately one of the most cringeworthy promos ever. But I feel like there's I, no way. I had, to, I had to have at least seen clips of this. It was during the feud with, with Becky. It was going into Survivor Series during the feud with Becky and all she was doing was just like, Oh, Becky can't beat Charlotte. Uh Oh, it was was terrible. And she just kept doing that and hope like the crowd would like catch along. And the crowd just was like, uh, (laughs) um, the piped in crowd noise for Becky's promo as well. Not really a fan of that. Like you could tell when they're like piping in like the big booze and everything just like that, that, that kills that kind of stuff for me as well as like if this promo really is good and believable you're not going to need to pipe that stuff in or even if it's not even if you just want it to like lay out and just stand on its own merit and the crowd is hushed because they're they're taking in the promo and everything like if you pipe it in it still makes it sound worse so i that that hurt it for me overall though i i love becky i think she's great in just about anything she does um, and as far as WWE promos go, it was better than that Edge promo that I, I saw people praising last week as well. Uh, that his was two weeks ago, I guess technically. You not hate that guy. Week. He sucks. <laughs> AJ Styles is right about him. AJ Styles called him a coward, <laughs> little bitch. All completely correct. Like, and you know what? Awful. Speaking of AJ, I thought him. <clears throat> I thought him and Rollins. I watched uh, their match from Raw on Monday. I thought they had a great match on Raw. It just sucked that there was no finish. You know, I although of course you, there wasn't. You know, God forbid. You expected going in. Um, I expected just AJ to win because I thought, oh well, Rollins is just going to lose, and so he's just like like we said earlier, he's just a loser heading into heading into WrestleMania. Like they don't care if they beat Rollins. They beat him last week with Owens. I at least expected that i just expected aj to win but no of course let's just do a screw finish because why not right like let's let's do this main event have people invested in this main event they did have a great match i mean it's seth rollins aj styles i would suspect them to have a great match but then you do a screw finish like why 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 do i care why do i invest in any of this it's so sad too because like if they had a three-hour show on Mondays and a two-hour show on Fridays where, like, the majority of the show was matches like that, I'd watch it, no matter how bad the stories were, because the in-ring would be so good still that, it, you know, if they had actual finishes for these matches, I would actually maybe get really invested again. Um, But every time you see a good match happening, 
in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, there's no one's going to actually win. Like it, it even happened. Um, it happened on one of the pay-per-views recently. It was a really good match. I think it was uh, Seth and Roman and they had oh, like yeah. a really weird finish to it and stuff. And I was like, and like Seth technically won by DQ. And I was like, this, like this match was awesome. Like if someone would have just won, it wouldn't have taken away from the match. It wouldn't have taken away from either guy. Like they're both, main event level guys regardless of winning or losing against one another like so i just i just really don't like how they do that kind of stuff because it just takes me out of it as a fan because it, it makes me believe that every time i watch it no one's gonna actually ever win anything so like what's kind of the point get uh, ready for bianca to win by dq at wrestlemania to to increase the heat and then maybe SummerSlam, she'll get her victory back one year after becky beat her in 13 seconds, Bianca will finally get the big victory. That's how this is going to play out, everybody. Well, and, you know, a lot of the story is based on Bianca's hair, which, you know, it, it she whipped the hell out of her the other week where, like, that you know, I rules. saw, like, the marks on her and stuff. But honestly, I mean, if she's going to use that hair as a weapon, like, her opponents, and I know Becky's, like, alluded to this, too. She's basically saying, like, I'm going to, I'm going to get your hair. So, like, that should be a part of this too. Like if she's going to use her hair as a weapon, her opponent should be grabbing her hair and throwing her head against the, the turnbuckles and stuff by the hair. Like if she's going to use it as a weapon, they should use it against her as well. Like, I don't know why you want it. Um, well, that the, the problem with that is, you know, Bianca says like, I'm not going to use my hair unless you touch it. So it's a pick your poison thing. Uh, you know, if true, you touch your hair, yeah. that's when she's going to use it as a weapon. So just don't mess with it. That's how, that's what you do. Just don't mess with it. Now though, she's angered Bianca. Bianca's just going to straight up use the hair whenever she wants. I I like this story with Becky and Bianca. It's been a long build. Was this the plan the entire time? I don't know, but they've at least brought it back around to where they've made sense of it. Um, I, I I like both competitors. I think Bianca should win. She should win clean. That should be the end of it. And they they both go on to the respective things there. Yeah, I thought Becky's promo was was very good for the material she was given for the style she has to do it in. I I thought it was good. I'm looking for that match. It's probably my most anticipated match, mainly because Brock and, and Roman is there because Brock and Roman have done very good work. Uh, it's just we've seen it. I guess we've seen Becky and Bianca a million times too. Um, yeah, it, it, behind Brock and Roman, probably my most anticipated match. Um, but cre credit to Becky doing what she can with the god awful creative they give her. Yeah, true. I think it'll be a really good match, like you said. Um, and I think Bianca really, really needs to win it. Um, it's always fascinating to me to watch Bianca wrestle because she's she's very good in the ring. But it, it's it's fascinating to see how she always has to like hold her hair when she does certain moves and stuff. Like it's like this extra thing she always because so she doesn't like land on it or step on it or anything. So that that's always just interesting to me to watch. Um she'll do like moonsaults and stuff, but like if you look, she's like holding her hair with one hand like as she's doing it. So um just something I just noticed. But it's also one of those things like in in pro sports, uh mainly like the NFL, you see it a lot where like if dudes have long hair going out like past their helmet it's part like they that's considered part of your uniform. So like, yeah, you, you can grab, grab people that. by the hair to yeah. tackle them. So like, it's, I kind of see the same thing in, in her wrestling, but like you've said, and like people in the chat are saying, if her kind of thing is, well, I don't use it unless someone touches it first, then I, then it comes across more as much more of like a baby face thing for her. If that makes sense. Cause otherwise if she was a heel, I would just whip the hell out of people with that. If you're allowed to. So. That, I mean, you can hear the thud when, when that hits you. I have not been hit by that braid, but the the 
the kids have very long hair and they'll put it in a ponytail and they'll smack me with it. <laughs> Shit does hurt, man. And yet their their way. hair is is not not as long and it's not as thick as Bianca's, but they'll do it and it'll hurt. So we've seen the scars on Becky and and Sasha and everything. That shit does hurt. Um, uh, your WWE spotlight, Stephen Jensen. We're we're talking about NXT UK for some reason. Yeah, well, we're talking about it because this is another kind of fascinating scenario. So Roderick Strong, who. I'm a very big fan of, and I know those of you watch the grin because people have been talking about the comments. I know they're a big fan over there of Roddy as well. He's been wrestling at like a super high level for like forever, right? I mean, like 20 years, give or take. And, and, you know, WWE, I just don't think they have any real like plans for him for like raw or SmackDown. Cause if they did, I think it probably would have happened by now. And the diamond mine thing is kind of cool, but like kind of overlooked already and stuff in certain ways. And, I'm just excited for a, just a badass wrestling match between Roger Strong and Ilya Dragunov because I think Dragunov has been a fantastic NXT UK champion. I thought his I thought his uh his chase towards the like to get the title from Walter or Gunther or whatever now he, like it was it was a great uh it was a great like story and feud and like they had the first match that was like my favorite WWE match of the year and then the second match was also my favorite match of the year the next time they did it and. Um, and, but what's interesting on top of it though, is I saw on NXT this week, Roderick Strong lost to Solo Sokoa. So like, yeah. he's kind of like an underneath mid card guy still on NXT, but over in NXT UK, he's about to challenge for the title, which is just a little strange because they just, the WWE just treats all of these brands so separately. It seems like where someone from NXT UK, like, uh, like Piper Nevin shows up on Raw and he's totally repackages Dewdrop or Pete Dunn shows up and he's butch or whatever, you know? So like, for instance, a kid, I, I will put any amount of money on if a kid ever winds up on raw or SmackDown, his name will not be a kid. Like there's no way Vince is going to like that name. Um, by the way, neither do I, he's a fantastic wrestler, but it's a very goofy name to have. Um, but anyways, that, that, that's why it's my spotlight is because I, a lot of people don't pay attention to NXT UK. I cover it every weekend for the weekender on Fightful Select. And they put on a consistently consistent show. Like, like the matches are good and the stories make sense. And I think that Roddy versus Dragunov should get a lot of attention because I think it's going to be a fantastic wrestling match. I expect Dragunov to retain, but I just wanted to put it out there for people who... Uh, who might not be paying any attention to what they're doing with, with NXT UK right now, because there is a lot of really good talent over there. I know there's a lot of reasons to not, I, I understand why some people don't support the product. I get it. But like, if you want to just watch really good wrestling that, that with stories that make sense, I, I think it's a good brand to watch. Um, and it's a digestible product. And yeah, I just think that Roger Strong for Dragon is going to be a badass match. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I have a feeling we probably won't talk NXT UK hardly ever on the show. And this is just kind of an opportunity too, I guess. We'll talk about this match when it happens because I I think it's probably going to be the best WWE match of the year, yeah. honestly. Because I'm, I'm sure that like, they have some good stuff on the main roster, but they'll they'll have Roman and Seth. A great example is that match ruled, but then you get to the finish, like, well, this is going to ruin. It. At least I know with this match, Dragon is probably going to win clean, and it's probably going to be great. It's probably going to be in my wheelhouse of like 18 minutes as well. So shit, it probably will be the best WWE match of the year. Um, as far as like NXT, NXT UK stuff and, and strong losing to, to Sokoa, and then now he's going to challenge for that. There's always been that disconnect. 
Like there's always been that disconnect between brands. And you mentioned it. Oh, here's Piper Nevin, but now she's Dewdrop. Here's Pete Dunn. Now he's Butch. Like, unless it's NXT 2.0, which now Vince has his hands on and stuff. So you'll, you will see uh, main roster guys go up there. Like we saw Grayson Waller. We saw Braun Breaker go up there and they didn't do like a name change. They were still those characters. Um, but if it's like NXT UK or NXT just holdovers, like, like Pete Dunn, like uh, Piper Nevin, like Walter, like they're just going to be repackaged into a WWE, however WWE does. And they're just going to treat them as just separate entities. And now NXT UK is almost like the old NXT because NXT, NXT 2.0 has their repackaging and everything. And they're focused on the young stars. NXT UK is still what it was. It's Shawn Michaels little product. Uh, Triple H. I don't know how involved he is with anything nowadays, but he was a big proponent of that so like that is now their little like version of of nxt uh just over out in in the uk so yeah roddy strong can go over there and have good matches and have like good programs and stuff it doesn't mean anything once he's back on nxt uk as far as roddy and dragonov go though it'll probably be the best wwe match of the year yeah i i definitely think it has the potential too as well um man how long do you think before louis dangor is signed nxt uk has he, can I, I'm going to break more scoops here. Did he tweet about this? I saw some pictures of him in the ring. Okay. So he did. So he did yeah. tweet about this. Okay. Yeah. Where's Louie doing? Can I just message him and, and get him to come on the show? I'll try. Um, I'll send him this link. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. So he did. He did say that he was at the NXT UK performance center. Hold on. Let me send Louie this link. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he DM'd me the the other day uh, i guess it was yesterday maybe the day before and he showed he showed the pictures and he was like uh i'm coming to or how do you think this will go over and i was like <laughs> oh man this doesn't sound good at all um and i was like are you training and he's like yes and i said this is gonna go one of two ways bad or very bad and i said i'm gonna go with horrible all right let me DM. i was like come talk about your training for some reason we're talking about NXT UK. All right, I just I just sent Louis the link. I don't know if he's free. I don't know what Louis's doing, but this is what we do on the show: we'll just randomly DM people and see if we can't, you know, get some news here. But, you know, Cody. I asked him if he was signed, and then all of a sudden he, he gets a story to over out to Mike Johnson the next day. So could have just told us. Could have could have let us break that news, Cody. Thanks a lot, buddy. That's true. That's so true. So true. I can't believe it. Yeah, I want to see Louie take a Roddy Strong backbreaker. How great would that Ooh, be? Oh, yeah, any any variant. Imagine him taking that end of heartache, just just flowing him up in the air and flipping in the air. Just, oh, man. Yeah, hey, I'll say this, man. I, I, I really respect uh, Dangor for doing that, though. Like, it does take a lot of balls, like, especially when you know how hated on you get on the internet every time you say anything about wrestling to now, like, to put it out there like that. Um, and I've been in a wrestling ring once and I've taken like a couple bumps, but I've never like trained. And uh, it's something I always wish I would have done when I was like in good shape when I was younger. So all power to, to him for, for giving it a shot, like whatever he's trying to do with it. So, yeah. All right. Louis says he's going to join us in two minutes. So I don't know okay. if we should just talk talk more. Like we have, we have other spotlights 
to get to. Um, let, let's let's try to run through our show. Our show is going to be about yeah. Let us say yeah, because we have yeah, we we have like maybe 15, 20 minutes before we need to run the interview anyway. So yeah, <laughs> we should try to get through some of the topics and then we'll circle back to to Dangor. Um, NWA their Crockett Cup event was this past weekend. Uh, it ended in true NWA fashion. There's Louis. Oh, you know what? Let's just throw him in now. Let's just throw him in now. Yeah, Louis. What's up, what's man? Up? How are you? I'm good. I'm actually very sore. I'm very sore. Yeah, so we, we were figured, we were talking yeah. we were talking about this. We were talking about NXT UK because Roddy Strong is going to tra- uh, challenge Ilya for the title at some point. Yeah. And then Jensen mentioned how long until Louis is uh, yeah. in NXT UK. And I didn't know if you tweeted about this, but I knew the DMs yeah. that you sent me. So when are I, you taking a Roddy Strong backbreaker? That's what I want to know. No, the question is when is Roddy Strong taking a Louis Dangle backbreaker? <laughs> What's he with your finish, Louis? Is, is you're gonna hold Roddy down? Make sure he doesn't kick you, kick out of it. So when I tweeted yesterday about all this, people would be like, "Your finisher should be called like the Dangler." <laughs> okay, like we can work with that. Um, but no. do maybe a uh, a sh- shooting star elbow drop would be cool. I think so. Like, I think uh, so. Yeah. Maybe like a double one as well. So I'll do like <laughs> flip within the flip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god! What is your finish? Like, what what can you do? What did you do yesterday? I you will see next week what I did. No, tell tell the people. It was an exclusive, oh. man. Come on, I'll yeah. tell the people. I don't think I'm legally allowed to tell the people. Uh, no, did you sign something? Did you did you no. sign uh, NDA? No, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> they make you they make you sign that for all types of reasons. I assume you'll sign one. Everyone yeah, I mean, I signed I signed like waivers and stuff like to make sure that like. Did you run the ropes? Yeah, ran the ropes, right? Okay, I was like, you, you can. Did it hurt? That much. Did the ropes hurt? Um, so I'm very sore today, like all over. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a fun experience. It was a very fun experience. I I did some training with Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, who were great fun. Wow, we filmed it, so it'll be coming out next week. So. Did it, are they going to get you to grow a mustache? You're going to join them? You know, I'm not signed to, to, to WWE and NXT UK. This yeah, was like you a, have. This was like a one and done. No, I'm no, done. You're, you're going for the NXT UK championship by the no, end of the I year. No, I mean, listen, listen, okay, let me rephrase that. As of right now, I'm a free agent. So, Tony, give me, give me a call, <laughs> whatever. But I expect after my tape comes out and I send it to, like, Tony... For, for, for AW and, and and Sean for NXT and, and maybe even Tony again for Ring of Honor. I expect the bookings to come through, but I'll always I'll I'll go to the Fed. That's what, Have you been I'm, contacted to work Mania Weekend yet? Yes. Yeah, you're yes. you're gonna you're gonna do a run in a GCW. No, right? I am facing I am facing Seth. Oh, he's a, oh okay. I'd There's actually rather no see coach. that than There's no coach. There's oh. no. Coach. I, I could see I could see Dangor in like the in the clusterfuck maybe at spring break. Like, yeah. you know, something like that. I'm gonna laugh so hard when you put these clips online. It's you doing like six one nines and double black clips and shit. Like it was like, wait a second, this guy's there's honestly there, there's honestly we filmed a skit at the beginning. And like it, it like for, for for the scene that we filmed, it will work perfectly. But I know what I said verbatim. And I know it's going to be taken so, like, it's just going to be clipped. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of, like, oh, I'm dying for a WWE contract or something like <laughs> that. And I just know anytime I tweet anything, that's like, people are going to clip that and just be like, oh, I'm dying for a contract. That's going to be the quote tweet. 
Um, Will you face Nick Gage in a death match? No, I'm not. Even, I'm <laughs> not would, even gonna. I'm not even gonna do the bit. No. Would 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 you take a chop from Gunther? So oh, funny story, actually. I know people that tried to, but this was before he got signed. That it was at Wrestle Wrestling MediaCon over here in the UK in 2018. And they tried to get clearance to get chopped by Walter as a bit. And the medical were like, your heart could stop. We're like yeah. legally not allowed to <laughs> give you clearance to do that. Um, so, yeah. So would I? I would do that before I face Nick Gage. I would. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. But yeah. would I do it? No, I don't think I would. I think that, that like, would, what would I do? I would take an airplane spin from Tyler Bates. That I would do. I feel like you uh, you did that. I feel like this happened. This might have happened. This might. Have happened. <laughs> okay. I feel I feel like that's why you said I would take it because you, you no, no, actually no. have. Done I mean, it. I was just thinking, right? And it was because like, I've always been interested. How is he not really dizzy? Right. When he does it. So I'd just be interested to to see that. And if he could lift me up, I think he could. But I'm a big boy. So he feels like he's a, he's a big strong boy, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the gimmick? Well, I'm a big strong boy now as well. Big strong. Boy. Big strong. Boy. <laughs> Oh my God! When you sign with, with WWE, you gotta promise to to DM me first to give me the scoop, okay? Fuck yeah. Sean, he doesn't need it. He breaks enough news around yeah. here. I want this scoop. When Sean you sign will probably WWE. find out before I do. In fairness, <laughs> that's true. I feel like I feel like that's how things work around here. Sean just finds <laughs> out and then tells the wrestlers what's happening. Um, but yes, if if I find out before Sean does, I'll I'll tell you. I'll, I'll all give right, it to you. thank you. I'll, I'm trying to become a feed it to Lambs. Lambs got he's got all the scoops. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It'll be it'll be exclusive, big news. I might just feed you some rubbish. Tell you I'm going to like AEW to really like. <laughs> like the I gotta like double check. I'm just gonna believe you. I'm not believing you with anything. So why? I'll be honest. I'm only signed with AEW. I'm all elite. I'm all elite. Louis, <laughs> <laughs> do you wanna plug anything? Yeah, watch that video when it comes out. Follow me on Twitter at the Louis Dangle and watch the video of me training with Mustache Mountain when it comes out. It's very all good. Right. Fun. Always, always a good sport. Thank you. You will probably you, see him on Booking Buzz or what? What's the show? Pillar to Post next week. Uh, I'll probably just have you on that since you right. do a tremendous bit. And I'm not very. Busy. I'm not very busy next week. So um, yeah, nobody is. Nobody I'm, I'm going to really struggle <laughs> to get people next week. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Louis. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bless Louis Dangor. Yeah, good very, man. Very see, good guy. I, 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 I feel for him online because like if i was his age and like as successful as he is like doing what he's doing in wrestling media like dude i'd be tweeting the dumbest stuff out like everyone everyone would hate me way more than they hate they they hate on him so like i i think he does a really good job especially he also he sucks at twitter he's so bad at twitter (laughs) he's bad at it you know now like i'm I'm a fan i like him He's at least reached the point to where he'll like lean into it and everything, which is, which is tremendous. Like he knows that like what he tweets is going to, but at first I do believe like he was actually leaving this stuff and uh, it, it wasn't good, but he, he's such a good sport.
yeah, this stuff. But uh, sure. bless Louie. Uh, I'm looking forward to when this footage drops and him getting his ass kicked. Uh, NWA, Steven Jensen. Let's uh, let's get through. Yeah, for some reason you're wearing NWA shirt. We can we can. Uh, I was at NWA 70 in Nashville. That's why. Well, that's unfortunate. And the Nashville uh, Fairgrounds, the same building that hosted the Crockett Cup that we're about to talk about. There's a, there's layers to this, man. So long. Uh, I appreciate um, the layers. I I, I long term storytelling, layers. man. Long term yes. storytelling. Um, I, I let it play out. It. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to with the, the way that world title match ended. So Matt Cardona retained because Jeff Jarrett disqualified Nick Aldis because he thought Mickey James low blowed Cardona, but it was not. Uh, and so Cardona retained his title. It's a very NWA finish. Defend this nonsense. Jensen. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not defending it. This is, I'm okay. going to roast it. So I, I will, I will say that the, the actual two night shows of Rocket cup, I thought was done pretty well, like for the presentation yeah. of it and what it is and the actual wrestling, they should have just had the Briscoes winning the Crockett cup as the main event of the whole thing. If this is what they were going to do for the main event. Um, but we've seen these kind of things before. Like I remember when Trevor Murdoch wrestled and they called this and there was some like really BS. I can't remember exactly what happened. But it was like a really BS finish and like all this retained because of it. And then Murdoch eventually did beat all this for the title like months later. But at that point, like nobody cared because you'd already seen him lose and stuff. And uh, so anyway, with this match, it was it was a decent match for like the bulk of it. And then when it got towards the end, it was like just so overbooked. And <coughs> the actual finish itself was so stupid. Like it was so stupid how they did that. Where Jeff Jarrett just blindly just guessed that Mickey James had low blowed him. Like yeah. there was like 10 people that interfered during the end of this thing. And you just randomly just chose mickey james who by the way had the least motivation of anybody to do that of anybody involved like she's with nick aldis like if anything she would want nick aldis to win the match so what what motivation would she possibly have to to hit the referee it made no sense whatsoever and Jarrett, by the way was like looking at this after it happened like he's in the corner in the turnbuckles like looking at matt cardona tapping out to uh boston or uh texas cloverleaf and he goes to ring the bell, and of course, everybody thinks Nick Aldis has won the title again. It was just a stupid, stupid way of ending this show. And like, I give a lot of slack to Billy Corgan and the NWA, and a lot because I do respect that they're trying to be something different in the wrestling space. They are a throwback type of show, they are an actual alternative. They're not trying to be like the WWE or AEW, they're at least trying to do something different and old school. Um, unfortunately, there's not like a huge market for that but they're trying to do something different. But when you have these kind of finishes, like it's such a bad faith move. When you have all this attention on a show, a lot of people watching the Crockett Cup that normally don't watch NWA Weekly. And like, you know what I mean? Hardly anyone's ever tweeting about power every week and stuff. I, once again, I, I reviewed it on the weekender, so I'm keeping up with it, but most people aren't. And when you have all these eyes on your product and everyone's saying all these good things for two days straight, man, Crockett Cup's been great. This match was great. I didn't even know about this wrestler. They're pretty good. Man, I haven't seen this wrestler in a long time. They can still go. And then it all just ends with this. People are going to be like, yep, screw this. This is why I don't watch the NWA. I'm not watching Power. And maybe I'll tune in for the next pay-per-view. Maybe not. But it diminished everything. It diminished Cardona as a champion. It diminished the intelligence of the fans. It just made Jeff Jarrett look stupid. Everything involved. It was just a bad, it was a bad finish. 
just straight his up. His power was actually good this week. Like you had Briscoes and OGK. Uh, you had you had Austin Aries and, and Homicide. Like power was actually a fine wrestling show this week. Yeah, I watched it, everybody. Um, but as far as far as this goes, the problem with the NWA is they still want to be the NWA. <laughs> right, right, like it's yeah. one thing. It's one thing if you want to use like the name and some of the nostalgia throwback and stuff. Don't use the booking, okay? Because the booking isn't the same as it was in the 1980s and in the 1970s and the 1960s and things like that. It's just, it's not the same. People know that this stuff is, is now fake. Okay. They, they know that it is a Booker decision and the, the kayfabe isn't a thing anymore. So when they see a finish like this, yeah, back in the day, it would have been like, Oh, Jeff Jarrett, this asshole, like, how could how could he fuck this up? Cardona, he cheated. All this, we're really Chelsea. All this. It was Chelsea's fault. Yeah, like they, you could actually do that back in the day. In 2022, you can't do this shit. Everyone is just like, <laughs> I don't want to see Nick Aldis be the top babyface anyway. Jeff Jarrett's going to be on his podcast, cutting in character promos and talking about this stuff. He does, you know, he does his podcast every single week. Cardona is going to be the same thing on his podcast and a million different interviews as well. We know Billy Corgan is the one booking this. This isn't some secret with things. So you just can't do these types of finishes nowadays. Like TNA tried to do it, and JJ loves T- uh, Impact TNA. Like, this is Jeff Jarrett's <coughs> title, title, entire title reign during during uh, his run in TNA. Planet Jarrett all finish. over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like overbooked finish after overbooked finish. And the fans got sick of it because you couldn't do that stuff in two decades ago. You could do it two decades ago. Now, two decades later, they're trying to do it again. You just can't. There's a way you can do certain stuff like this. Like Cardona in GCW is a good example of like, hey, we know it's like fake and everything, but Cardona can come in here and still like play this heel and stuff because you're not actually, you're not pissing off the fans when it comes to like booking of matches in some instances. Like Cardona winning the, the title was good shit because there was a payoff to all of this. Like the payoff here is just, a fuck finish, and then Nick Aldis winning the title maybe at some point down the line. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that stuff in 2022. This is what we complain about with WWE is don't have your pay-per-views end like this. And yeah, that, that Murdoch-Aldis match when they when they did that, it didn't work then. And for some reason, they thought, hey, let's try it again here. So stupid. Yeah. So, so stupid. I agree. It's it's just it's unfortunate. Um, And on top of it, like you just said, I'm, I'm honestly, I like Nick Aldis more than most people probably do. And I have no interest in like him winning that title again. He had it for years. Like if the big end game here is to put the title back on Aldis after all this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's like it's put it back on all this after all of this. Um, 
I sound like oldest. Slow oldest. it down. I just dissed um, <laughs> but, but I, you know what I mean? Like who, who's looking forward to that? Like, and, and oh, who, who, who booking the show can, could be so disconnected from the modern day fan to think that's what they want. That's, that's the, that's the unfortunate thing about a lot of this. There is, there is some really good talent involved with the national wrestling Alliance. Um, but they just like, it's, it's funny. Cause like they have certain people that just seem like obvious slam dunks, like the Pope's like one of the most over guys they have still. And like, just yeah. never, they never would really do anything with them. Like, but over here you had Tyrus heart punching people to death. Um, you know, like it's just, it's, it's confusing booking in a lot of ways. It's, so. it's NWA booking, but it's 2022 and you just can't do that stuff. Yeah. Anymore. All right, straight down the middle with Billy Corgan. That's what he's doing. Uh, big, big ROH show next week. ROH Supercard of Honor. Tony Khan said Warner Media gave the blessing for this to run because it will be technically head to head with a portion. I think actually all of uh, of, of Rampage because I think ROH like starts their shows at like nine, so they run at like nine to twelve. Um, but Tony Khan's got control. It's his first ROH show. He's booked some matches. We're getting the Briscoes and FTR match. Finally, we talked about that a, a few times here. This is where it's going to happen. Uh, we've got Lee Moriarty and, and Jay Lethal. We've got we've got Swerve on the show. We've got Jonathan Gresham and, and Bandito. And Tony Khan, as he always does, he's treating this like an AW pay-per-view. So big surprises are playing, Steven Jensen. What do you think Tony Khan has up his sleeve for this show? I have to imagine by big surprises, he's mainly referring to former ROH stars appearing yeah. at this thing. So who that winds up being i really don't know but they have so many people they can choose from um i think it'd be cool to see some indie guys and girls and stuff as well um that like i would really mark out for just like like that i might not know are going to be on the show or wrestling on the show maybe kind of last minute that'd be cool but i think more along the lines of like a cm punk or a danielson or I mean, Loki doesn't really have a whole lot going on. Like, I mean, he has serious ties to Ring of Honor. It'd be cool to see him around. Um, you know, Homicide. There, there's so many. Kenta. I think Homicide will be there. Yeah. Kenta is, might be in Japan. So, like, that might be a, a tough. Um, Kenta's hurt right now. I mean, maybe it is next week. Uh, he was hurt. He was hurt after the Tanahashi match. I don't think he's wrestled since then. I don't remember when he was supposed to come back. There might not have been a timetable for it um but i know he was hurt so maybe they get him in there as some type of or samoa joe would be a big one too samoa that's like because he hasn't shown huge. up anywhere since yeah. wwe so like, i huge. think he'd be the biggest they could probably get for like buzz because because like no one really knows what's going on with joe at the moment so yeah. that, that would be massive joe would legitimately be the biggest name they could get. you're right in terms of buzz because like all right danielson shows up awesome punk shows up awesome like they're on aw tv and not to dis- diminish like what they're doing weekly there, but we see them weekly. You're right about Joe is like, he's done some interviews since, since being uh, released, but we don't know what his actual next move is. So if he shows up there, that would, that would certainly be something. I think you will see homicide because he's, he's friends with, with Tony, or at least has you know, done business with AEW and stuff. And I think Tony likes homicide and he's a big part of ROH history. Loki would be awesome. Like I think if they could get Loki, that would be, uh, pretty cool. I don't know if Loki is doing business with anybody, but he was at WrestleMania weekend last weekend, and there were stories about him at WrestleMania weekend last weekend. I don't know if Tony wants to go down that path with him. I think I've told you stories about him at some indie shows too yes. that I haven't told anybody else that I've heard yeah, from backstage yeah. wrestlers and people that I. I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely still a very unique dude for sure. But. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if you if you want to deal with that. But yeah, if you can get Loki showing up, like Daniels will, will probably do something there. Maybe the Bucks do something, but I don't know if like they. I don't know if Tony wants to use like a top AEW stars in like some type of match for that kind of thing because he said like this is not an AEW show. Like, because he, he doesn't want AEW like really associated with WrestleMania weekend. He doesn't want anybody to think that you know they're invading on that or they're trying to go compete with that or anything. So I don't think we're gonna get like heavy, heavy AEW stuff at least when it comes to like matches. Like Jay Lethal is like ah, okay, Jay, it's it's Jay Lethal. You know, he worked Final Battle as well, and obviously they got some other AEW guys that could be on the show. Um, but. Samoa Joe would be huge. Yeah, let, let's let's predict it, Jensen. I, I'll say I'll say Samoa Joe will show up at, at Supercard of Honor next week. It's going to happen. I will too. But for the sake of maybe putting out someone else, that I, I dude, I think it's very possible the Kings of Wrestling show up too. Oh shit, that's good. Yeah, because oh, they could good. go in the ring right now as well. Like they could have an actual match, and it'd be Cesaro's yeah. first thing he's done since leaving. That would be a lot of buzz, also. Shit. Oh yeah, Hero and Cesaro. Cesaro just. Even if without here, but if it's Kings of Wrestling, oh man, I'd, I'd pop so. Hard oh, you can do that. either or for sure. I mean, yeah. Cesaro is a singles guy rules as well, but like if they want to have like the OGK wrestle the Kings of Wrestling or something like that, it'd be sick. Oh, fuck. Now I'm now we're setting up uh, disappointment if like Joe doesn't show up, or Kings <laughs> of Wrestling doesn't show up. Like Tony's going to deliver one of these like dead era ROH guys. They're going to come out there and, and that's, that's who's just going to uh, be there. But. Man, Kings of Wrestling would rule. Shit. Oh man, I'm you got me so hyped for this now, Jensen. I loved Kings of Wrestling. One of my favorite tag teams. Now, oh damn. All right. Well, I we like got a the week. Idea a lot. I like the yeah, idea. Yeah, we got over a week to see if this happens. Uh, if they show up, make sure to credit Steven Jensen uh, for the scoop on that one. All right. Um, uh, Indies, Indies Spotlight. Jensen, I feel like we we jinxed our guy JD Newman as he lost the, the sub bone storm championship to Alec price on wrestling open last week. Like we had him on the show. He's very friendly. He was awesome. Kind enough to talk to us. And then first title defense, he loses. What happened? Well, you know what that means? We probably got to get Alec price on here soon. And, we probably know, should. Yeah. Hopefully we don't jinx him too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jaden's a great dude. Great dude. Um, yeah. So the thing with him, <coughs> Him winning the title was awesome. We talked about that a lot um, when we had him on on the show and we spotlighted his title win. You know, his own his own high school alma mater um, in front of his fa- his friends and family, and the sub bone storm title means so much to him. Uh, he was too young to even wrestle the first sub show because he couldn't get into the venue because he had to be twenty one or older, and he wasn't. Um, so great story with Jaden winning that title. But part of the reason I chose this as my spotlight is because. For one, Alec Price is fantastic. Like, he's been killing it. He's also the Limitless champion, so he's got, like, the two titles now, Limitless and Sup. And the, the kind of the icing on the cake with this is Alec Price is a North guy, like a guy from the North scene. And Jaden represents the Southeast, the Southern scene, but more specifically the Southeast. And Southeast First is a big thing right now. Uh, uncharted territories in Southeast Southeast First, they're, they do the the – the, the venue that Jaden runs for TWE for the shows that he actually promotes himself, that's out of that building. So it's one of those things where like, not only did Alec Price beat Jaden Newman and Jaden Newman's first bone storm title defense, he now holds a Southern title and he's essentially kind of holding it hostage in the North now for them, similar to how 
AC Mack is holding the IWTV title kind of hostage in the South. So like it's creating this really cool rivalry between uh, regions in wrestling based on who's winning whose titles and where they're willing to defend them. So I saw that as like just kind of a really cool overall story. So like not only is it badass for Alec Price, who is super, super talented. Um, he's a guy who I talked about at the end of last year doing during like my weekender uh, year end stuff. And I usually give some shout outs to people to watch the next year who I think are going to really break out you know, 2022. And Alec Price was the name that I was bringing up a lot during that kind of stuff. And um so it's cool to see him get that win. I feel bad for Jaden, but like Jaden's a made man where he wrestles and he's, he's only to keep getting better. I think he'll win the SCI tournament this year. At least I'm hoping he does. Um, so Jaden's going to be all right. He might even win that title back from Alec Price at some point and uh, continue this kind of rivalry. But, um, but once again, it was, it was the Alec Price win, but also everything that comes attached to it with, with the whole rivalry between the North and the South and like the different regions in independent wrestling. I'm glad you explained like the the regional rivalry because when we had AC Mack on and he won the IWTV independent wrestling title, you know, we, we talked about like it's always been kind of associated with the North, at least recently, because it was defended a lot of beyond. And now you're bringing it to the South. And now, like, like you mentioned, now we've got the, the sub championship and it's a guy from the North winning it. We know Uncharted Territory is coming to uh, the South for for its next season i would imagine we'll, we'll see alec on that show defending the sub uh championship on the show obviously ac max going to be on the show defending the iwtv title so i i'm digging this like north south rivalry uh on on the independence that i didn't know that much about until we started this show because i'm not as, as tapped in to that stuff as you as far as the match goes i've i've become a big fan of Jaden not only through watching his work recently but also through uh, our, our interview with him as well. And Alec Price, it's, it's, it's another guy, like a lot of these guys where I've seen like bits and pieces of stuff, uh, but I've never like sat down and like comprehensively watched a lot of this stuff. And now after watching this match, like, yeah, this guy, he's good. And he's going to keep getting these opportunities, I would imagine. And I look forward to seeing more of his work now. Um, but this is... This North-South rivalry, I don't know. I hope it, it works out for, for all companies and they get more attention out of it because it is cool what they're doing in trying to create a storyline like on the independent scene, like an, over our, our, ah, an overarching storyline with all this stuff going on on IWTV. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I love it. And, uh, and it's cool because like Alec Price is a guy who he's done a little bit with GCW. He's done a little bit in the South, like at action wrestling and stuff like that. So like, he's a guy who the Southeast scene knows a, at least a little bit about. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like some like complete out of the blue, like, wait, who is the bone storm champion now? Who's Alec price. It's like, Oh damn, Alec price, BJ Newman. Like that's crazy. And I, I love his finisher too, the surprise kick because like Sonomora does the, the Scorpio rising and NXT UK, but and she does it pretty well, but sometimes it's like kind of doesn't look great. Alec Price is basically the same move, and he looks like he's killing people with that thing. Like it, the way he gets his leg back, like behind him, and <laughs> swings it into people's heads and stuff. Like it's he, he's got a really cool move set. He's young. I think he's only been wrestling for like three or four years, but he really started blowing up like last year. So uh, yeah, super bright future. He's had some really good matches that I've seen with Marcus Mathers as well. That's some stuff maybe people want to check out. Marcus Mathers is literally like still a teenager and he's he's in that same like nick wayne starboy charlie uh billy starks group of like that's kids. that's a dude that's a dude that i kind of discovered last wrestlemania 
weekend. And his name obviously very similar to to Marshall Mathers. And I was like, oh shit, okay, let me. What's this guy all about? And I was very impressed with him last year WrestleMania weekend. And I've kind of been keeping tabs on him ever since. But yeah, he he looks like he's going to be what that next wave guy that, that you just mentioned. Yeah, him and Billy are so cute too. They they date and they like they they put out their prom pictures and stuff. And it's like because they're actually kids still. It's so yeah. wild. But yeah, they're the future. They're the, those 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 kind of dudes and chicks, and they're they're the future of of wrestling. It's it's so exciting to to just know the wrestling's gonna be in such good hands. Like I think Billy Starks is gonna be a star in in all the wrestling eventually. Like I, I have that much faith in her. So like, anyways, yes. Very excited about what's going on in the indie scene all over the place. And like you mentioned, if you know, if you want to check out IWTV, you know, you can use code Fight Talk, help me out. But there's so many, there's so many things you can watch on there right now. And they're all starting to really kind of link with all these other companies. So it, it's it's really, really fun to watch, in my opinion, as a wrestling fan. So um what what's not on IWTV is Circle Six. They had their first event this past weekend we don't know where you can find this show honestly uh circle six i don't want to say if it's, it's an offshoot of, of gcw but there's some gcw elements to it 100 we've been talking the past couple of weeks about the kind of the battle between atticus kogar and and brett lauderdale at gcw and atticus leaving a lot of the uh 44oh guys leaving um and, and the, the person who, who runs this, Kogar's involved a little bit, um, but the person who does it, it uh, used to do Nick Gage's website and everything, and now he's running his own show, Circle Six. But they had their debut show. It was on Twitch. It kind of got kicked off of Twitch. It, portions of it are like up, up, up on Facebook now. They're, I think Voices of Wrestling reported that like they were trying to get on Fight TV, but there might have been issues with GCW preventing them from being on Fight TV. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes there. In front of the scenes, though, as far as what was what you could watch, I guess it was it was a good independent wrestling show. It had a lot of deathmatch elements. I mean, that's that's kind of Kogar style, but but guys like Christopher Daniels uh, and and Brody King were on the show as well. So it wasn't just complete deathmatch. It was a mixed bag of stuff, sort of what you would see from GCW. Uh, And if you missed all of that it would be very understandable because there was a lot of technical issues with this show, Jensen. Yeah, unfortunately there was. And really quickly, if you keep calling it 440H, Atticus Coger is going to pop you in the head with some of those green skewers. 440. I'm doing it, I'm doing it um, as a bit now. Well, now the thing is, people people actually do, though, to be honest, sometimes. like Because if you mispronounce it, it will really get under their skin. So like some, so oh, some fans trying. purposely mispronounce it. Anyways. Oh, I'm not. I'm definitely not trying to get like skewered by by Kogar or anything. <laughs> I apologize. It is a complete bit. I'm not trying to get in, under under anybody's skin. I think anybody watches this show knows that uh, very bit heavy and very sarcastic. But if that's gonna get me skewered, I will 100 stop because I ain't doing that shit. All right. Four four zero. Um. But yeah, they uh, it was it was disappointing because I was trying to watch live on Twitch, and it just kept the feed just kept cutting out and. I would go on, uh, I'd use like the hashtag. I usually do that for most indie shows. Like I'll kind of follow the hashtag to see like if I'm, if like the audio or video or something is going down, like if it's just me. And so I'll like look and it was just like, everybody was like, feed just went down again. Feed just went down again. And everyone was just getting really frustrated about it. And it was sad because like, like you said, I mean, we had Christopher Daniels versus RSP on this show and just like in a wrestling match. Um, you know, you you did have deathmatch elements of this. Atticus cut a promo after his match where he basically said he's like, 
looking for homes outside of GCW to, to do his thing. And I think circle circle six could be a, uh, could be a kind of a permanent home for him. Um, I, I think that those four, four O guys have at least something to do with like the show existing to begin with. I mean, it was yeah. very four, four O heavy and they were together as a group a lot, which is kind of rare to see now, even in GCW it had become rare to see because like RSP hadn't been on the show in so long. And um, you know, basically if, this is nothing against these guys, but a lot of the time, like if Atticus or, or RSP isn't there, then you also usually don't see Gregory Iron or or the Bev or um, Eddie Only, uh, Eddie Only, and like these guys. You know, you just Eric Ryan. Like you, you, a lot of the time, they're kind of more of like a package thing, or they're doing their own thing kind of individually. But it's kind of rare to see like all of them together nowadays. So that was cool at this show. Like pretty much, like I think all of four four zero was there. Um. But yeah, they just they need to figure out the the technical issue stuff, and unfortunately, that isn't just their company. It's, I've seen a lot of indie indie companies try to run on Twitch, and I understand why they do it in a lot of a lot of times because sometimes it's just the easiest, most free way of distributing a live show. Um, but it happens a it happens a lot, unfortunately. Like uh, I think it was. Oh, I, I don't want to misquote, but I think it was St. Louis Anarchy had a really good show um, a few months ago, but it was just like riddled with issues to where like you couldn't even really watch it. But like the matches were like, the, it was a great card. Um, now, granted, a lot of the time what will happen in these scenarios, though, is they'll, they'll let it run on Twitch, but they are still filming it with cameras there. So then usually they'll at least take the good footage and then upload that separately to like YouTube or IWTV or like wherever else it's going. But unfortunately with this show, all I can really find is like 30 second clips here and there. And like I said, I tried to watch it live and I have basically all my opinions that I've given up to this point were from what I was able to see live. But unfortunately it just kept, <clears throat> just kept cutting out. But I hope that they figure it out. I, I I'm a big advocate of like, the more the merrier when it comes to promotions. Like if there's more places that like, you know, the wrestlers have to make money, I'm all for it. Um, so I want to see Atticus have, have a spot like this. And I want to see RSP have a place like this and, and everything, but it's going to be an uphill battle if they can't figure out the technical side. And I mean, that's definitely something if you're going to run live, you've, you've got to figure that out. And I think a lot of these companies, especially their first shows, I mean, Terminus was riddled with, with technical issues, their first show. And they, they even had like fight TV backing and everything like these first shows, it rarely goes off. Like there's always some type of tech issues for some reason. And even if you have like good backing, like fight TVs run a million live shows. Like if you're trying to do some of this stuff in how, I don't know how much fight TV, like, helped with the, the production and everything with, with Terminus, but because it was on their station, I imagine they played some type of hand in there. Like if, if you're uh circle six and you're just kind of doing this all in house, we're going to run on Twitch and stuff. Like if you've never done it before, it's probably going to be difficult. I mean, impact will have tech <coughs> issues that they've been running. They've been running shows for decades now. So it's, it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I understand it's not easy, but this is stuff that you've just got to figure out or else it's going to turn off a lot of people because it is good that there are so many options, but because there are so many options, if your option's not up to par, then people are just going to turn elsewhere for a lot of this stuff. It's almost like the, the TEW theory of like, Hey, your production values are lower than your competition. You're going to get dinged for this. And like, it kind of works that way. Honestly, like fans, because there are so many options, they're going to see these production issues. Like, eh, I don't know. Like I'm sure the wrestling's good, but like we can find great wrestling anywhere at this point like i need a show that is actually watchable 
a hundred percent. That's very, that's a very fair uh, viewpoint to have. I mean, that, and that is the truth. I mean, if, if that same night, I can't remember what else was going on, but I know I was watching other stuff at the same time. I had a few screens going. So it was like, you know, if you wanted to watch wrestling, but the feed kept going out for this, then like you just pop on IWTV or you pop on fight TV or, you know, you, there's, yeah, there's, there's so much going on. Crockett That's Cup right. Was going on that night. AAW had a show that night as well. Like there, yep. there stuff happening on uh there's it, it's it's the weekend it's independent wrestling there's always stuff like going on on fridays and saturday nights when it comes to that stuff so yeah your production is just it's got to be it's got to be up there and yeah i i realize it's difficult but and it seems like they had behind the scenes stuff that maybe maybe uh tanked them a little bit as well but you've, you've gotta if it's the first show fans will be kind of forgiving with that stuff if this is something that is consistent fans will be less forgiving when it comes to it yeah I totally agree. And just for what it's worth, there's a GCW show tonight. So, um, you know, most people don't even know because it's a random Thursday and they're just doing like, usually they do like a few shows back to back. Yeah. But it's just like a Thursday. They're out on the West Coast, I believe. So it's like 11 p.m. Eastern time show or something. But um, yeah, so for anybody who wants to watch some wrestling late night, um, GCW tonight, Fight TV. There you go. Uh, guys, we're going to go into our uh, creator spotlight. We have Matt from Wrestle Rumble. Uh, he's friends with uh, Jensen and I, everyone. I'm sure if potentially you've heard of uh, WrestleRumble.com. They used to sponsor some shows here on Fightful, so Sean would, would plug them on some of the post shows and stuff. Wrestle Rumble is kind of like, um, it's a pickup game, essentially. Uh, it, it's a pickup game where you pick the winners and, and match times and things like that when it comes to the, the major WWE and AEW events. Uh, we talked to Matt. We're gonna He's going to explain how all this came to fruition years ago when he was in high school. He tells us the whole origin of Wrestle Rumble. Um, go ahead, Jensen. Just really quick, I didn't mention this during our interview, and I wish I would have. Just for the people listening, <clears throat> Matt, who you're about to hear from, Matt years ago is actually the first person that ever asked me, "Hey, have you ever met Sean Ross Sapp?" And I was like, "No, who's Sean?" And this was before Fightful existed, so like Matt was the first person to tell me about Sean, and then you know years later we're working together and stuff. So like Matt, Matt's just such a good dude, and he like knows everyone, and he's he's so willing to connect everyone together. So like I wanted to throw that out there because I wish I would have brought it up, but like uh, part of the reason I probably work for Fightful to this day was because of Matt even making me aware of like who Sean was, and then when Fightful got rolling, like I felt comfortable reaching out to him because we had the mutual friend in Matt. So. And we both share stories of, of Matt's kindness uh, for us uh, the, that, again, we, we'll talk about during the interview. We kind of start with that of just what a good guy Matt is and how he is very well connected and everything as well. So we do that, and then Matt surprises us with a game at the end as well. Uh, and it all is well that ends with this game. Really had fun with this interview. Hope everybody enjoys it. Again, check out WrestleRumble.com, and we'll be back shortly after our creator spotlight. The creator spotlight here on the spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. With me, as always, still Steven Jensen. And today we have a very special guest from Wrestle Rumble. We're making his uh podcast, at least the, the face debut here. Matt from Wrestle Rumble. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Thank you guys so much for uh for having me on. And right out the gate, I'm gonna steal one from you, Jeremy. Shout out to everyone grinding legally and <laughs> <laughs> the worst bit I have. The worst my mom hates it. My girlfriend hates it. My best friend hates it. And that's the reason why I keep it going because they all hate it. <laughs> you, nah. you know what? You know, you know what it reminds me of? 
<laughs> that that whole that whole bit reminds me of uh and it's just it's perfect that we have matt on today because he has the office thing in the background there that that painting or artwork but every time i see you tweet that jeremy i think about that episode of the office where ryan does like the toast and he's like i want to do a toast to the troops all the troops, <laughs> both sides <laughs> just reminds me of that grinding illegally and illegally it's a lupe fiasco lyric again it's a it's a horrible rise and grind bit but now everyone the, the people i'm closest with can't stand it so i just i just keep doing it from that matt we appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to get it out of the way. And then we're going to dive into actual Wrestle Rumble stuff and the origin and all of this. Um, but just the kindness that that you have in your heart and the kind person that you are. So all out weekend last year, a lot of people may or may not know it was a very stressful weekend for me with a lot of plans changing last minute. I was supposed to go down there Friday, didn't get there until Saturday. And then so we lost out on our hotel and everything and i don't remember the names of the hotel i apologize if, if you remember them uh you can go ahead and say what they were but we lost out on the hotel that we had planned and we got to the hotel where like sean and share and everybody was staying at and then we we got there and we, we didn't have a hotel we're, we're trying to find a hotel nearby so we can still stay around of course it's all booked up because AEW is in town there's like some other convention that's in town as well and matt has an extra hotel room at this hotel and he's like why don't you guys just use our room? And I was like, are, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, like you can use our room. I'm like, okay, well, how much do you do it for? He's like, no, you're good. Like, you got to stay here. We got to keep it in the family. Everyone's got to stay here for the weekend. Like legitimately, I'd never met you previously to this either. Like Sean just introduced us and like five minutes later, you're just offering us uh, your hotel room because we had no place to stay, or at least we were scrambling to find a place to stay for the weekend. So the kind of, one of the kindest gestures anybody has ever done for, for me and the girlfriend. And I really, really appreciate that. And I'll, I'll never forget that. And I still owe you like a bunch of beers. And everything. Nah, it's no problem at all. I was glad to help out. You know, like I said out there, us uh, wrestling folks, we got to stick together. Yeah, man. Again, just, <laughs> just so kind, so kind with everything. All right. To, to get, so that is the kind of person that Matt is. And that I is gotta, why everyone I gotta, I gotta, should I play Wrestle Rumble. Yes, you should. And I got a quick one too. Me and Matt met each other in, was it Orlando? Orlando. Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania 33. Um, he needed a ride from the venue, right? To your hotel. I think, I think I, I drove you, didn't I? From the, from maybe it was raw the next night. I was there for like five days. Little yeah. that <laughs> right. I definitely remember. Yeah. Meeting up. Uh, I forgot the shirt you gave me after a uh, raw night after. That's me. right. Fight talk shirt. I should have yes. wore, wearing mine. Oh no. It's all I'm walking the, uh, the bucks of youth today. There you go. <laughs> Um, that was, that's, is another one of those things where like I, that same, that weekend I showed up into town. I think at the time I only had a ticket to NXT takeover. Um, and you linked me up with Drew Baydala, who then linked me up with demon diva Issa, who I bought my ticket from for WrestleMania. So like I met Issa that weekend. I met Drew that weekend. I met you that weekend. And it was all through your connection to Drew that I met all these people and got a ticket for WrestleMania pretty much the day of the show. So we're just um, one yeah. big happy family. I mean, we're, we're practically in. <laughs> yes, exactly. Man, good times. Can't believe we know each other for that long. That's so crazy. We were just talking about how uh, you did, he did a podcast with me on my, on my audio feed, like, in 2017 you said so like that's man 
SummerSlam 2017, Jinder Mahal was the champion at the time, defending oh, at SummerSlam against Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura did not leave with the belt. I know he didn't. Oh, man. What, a, what an event. What an event that was. Not not good at all. No. Um, let's, let's get into to Wrestle Rumble. So for those who don't know, I know Wrestle Rumble has sponsored uh, FIFA Podcast in, in the past, but for those that don't know, Wrestle Rumble is a, an event pick'em where fans submit their picks for the upcoming WWE, AEW events, and then the winners will get a prize, usually, usually a title belt. They also do random drawings and everything as well. For, for more information, go to WrestleRumble.com, and you can enter in uh, there. Matt, how did all of this start? That is a great question. And, uh, you know, honestly, I'm pretty excited to, to tell a story. I've legit never once told the story. We got the scoop. Yeah, let's call it the uh, the e, e true Hollywood story. Uh, <laughs> actually, the fightful true Hollywood story of the Wrestle Rumble origins. Um, yeah, never uh, never told the story before, but uh, to kind of paint the picture, I got to take you take you way back here. Gonna hop in the uh, Doc and Marty McFly uh, DeLorean time machine. We're gonna take you back to 1999, Elwood City, Pennsylvania, just uh, just north of Pittsburgh uh lincoln high school to be exact uh i was a uh, a young young buck here uh <laughs> in uh in ninth grade so um some friends and i uh we had a class together uh, six period science to be exact um so myself and a couple of my uh degenerate friends uh shared the class so what we would do instead of paying attention to science like we probably should have been doing uh we would actually write in our notebooks we would uh, number the notebooks one through 30 so blank piece of paper we'd write down one through 30 and what we would do is we would fill in the uh the 30 spots and we were trying to to guess uh what wrestler was going to come out at what number in the royal rumble so this is uh january of 99 um so the weeks leading up to it we would just write list after list. We would write the one through 30, fill in a different list every time. I mean, we went through notebooks of, of doing this. I mean, page after page. I can actually remember my hand cramping up from writing so many lists. So so basically, we were just trying to guess, you know, the order of the rumble. So then come the pay-per-view time, you know, we all got together, threw in five bucks ahead and watched the pay-per-view. And, you know, as they're coming out, we're checking it off. Hey, I got this one. I got that one. And you know, much like the pick'em contest now, it was basically whoever guessed the most right won. So, so it started, you know, back in '99, um, and then you know the next school year we would do it again. And then you know, Elwood, where I'm from, and Pittsburgh in general, a huge, huge wrestling town. I mean, it's it's an A town. Um, I mean, and this is you know the height of the Attitude Era. So, I mean, the Attitude Era is raging on. Everyone and their mothers watching wrestling. So other people would kind of get wind of this pool and you know we would we would throw in money the first one we all bet a quarter 20 25 cents basically collecting money at the lunch table so the next year it got a little bigger more people heard about it and they'd be tracking me down in the hall hey let me get in, the, in your rumble contest so each year it got a, got a little bigger a little bigger and then you know high school turned to college for me i uh, went to a college you never heard of called slippery rock university of pennsylvania <laughs> slippery rock it, it is a real school <laughs> so you know by the time i got to college it'd been going a couple years um so then my college friends i lucked out like the whole crew in the dorm everyone was a wrestling fan 
So they started getting into it. You know, I still ran it every year. My high school buddies got into it and now my college friends. So each year it got a little bigger, a little bigger. Um, and, and, you know, fast forward some years down the road, um, call it about 2013. It got to a point where like, I love, I love doing it. I love stuff like this, but it was almost kind of like, it was kind of like a pain in the butt because back then, you know, to collect at this point, then we, it was 10 bucks to get in. So I had to make it a little interesting. So I had to kind of go around meet people all over creation to, to get their money just to kind of, you know, get the pot going. So I was driving here, driving there. And I was like, Oh, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Uh, there's gotta be an easier way. So then come 2014, the uh, infamous Royal rumble that Daniel Bryan was supposed to be in and they booed Ray Mysterio, Batista one. That's, that's the year I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, this website. I'm going to send everyone this link. They can pay right on there. I won't have to travel all over creation to collect people's money. It'll be way easier. So a buddy of mine did website design. I said, Hey, can you whip up this site for me? Just looking for something simple, something to click on and fill out a form. So he set it up. So that was the, the 2014 Royal Rumble. Um, so that was the very first pick them on WrestleRumble.com. And, um, you know, shout out to uh, Justin Labar. He actually helped me uh, kind of get on the map. I reached out to him and said, hey, I got this website. I'm doing this contest for the Royal Rumble. Uh, he was with WrestleZone.com at the time. Um, and they, at the time, you know, WrestleZone was like the yeah. website. Um, so he, you know, we were kind of going back and forth. He eventually put a, uh, a link to a news article on WrestleZone about it and, it's kind of off and running from there. So, but on my end, I was actually going to go out with a bang and the 2014 rumble was going to be the last rumble I did. So I figured I started this in 99 when I was in ninth grade, went all through high school, all through college, you know, post-college getting into the work world, all these people were getting into it. And then where it got to be, you know, it's kind of a pain running around. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this website. I'm going to go out with a bang 2014 rumble thousand dollar top prize you know we're gonna do it up we're gonna go out in style so it went off you know without a hitch um and then after the rumble you know i that, that was it for me you know i signed up for the website to pay for like six months to have the website just to have it but then you know a couple of weeks after the rumble i started getting some emails and people were like hey are you gonna do a wrestlemania pick them and then light bulb <laughs> and from there that's that's all she wrote i Look, looking back, I'm thinking back, like, why did I not plan to just go full throttle to begin with? I was like, I can't believe I actually planned on like stopping this and, you know, just with that one time on the website. And then you know, a few emails came in. Hey, you doing, a, doing one for WrestleMania? And then that's that's kind of it from there. First year or two, I really only did like the big ones like Mania, SummerSlam and the Rumble. But as each year kind of went on, I started doing a little more and you know, branching out doing like the belt contest stuff like that but um yeah if it wasn't for for those emails from just a couple of random people i uh we probably probably aren't sitting here right now <laughs> that's wild dude that's so cool though that like it literally just started as a thing for like you and your buddies to like have a little extra like fun watching the royal rumble and then it, like is the royal rumble your favorite pay-per-view of the it year absolutely is by far that match i mean i I can't sleep the night before. I'm, I'm so excited. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just started. We literally would bet 
quarters, like 25 cents the first year dollar just kind of grew and grew and grew to 10. And, and from there it just kind of took off. I mean, it's hard to think. I mean, 1999 feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's when it starts. So the website itself actually launched with, you know, the January 2014 rumble, but the origin, how it really, really got started was really all the way back to my science class in, uh, you know, sixth period and funny story. Here we go. This is the attitude era right here of raw. I don't, it might be a little hard to see. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's me. So front row, raw, 1999, six period hates Norman is what that, <laughs> what that says. Our science teacher was, was Mr. Norman. So of course, you know, this was on TV and we might've got detention for this. I'm not going to, not going to say. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude. Now it's grown so much to the point where like, I remember you telling me a while ago, it's probably already a couple of years ago, but you have like a, uh, someone developed like some sort of like software or something, right. To like, so to calculate the scores and like, it, it's, you have like a little team of people kind of like helping you now and stuff. Like it's really become like a real, uh, basically a small business. I mean, you said before we got rolling, like give me young LLC for it and everything, which is just, that's just so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it started um, like the first couple of years uh, I would, I would score everything by hand. So I would print everything out and have to go through, you know, one at a time. I mean, I would have a stack of papers like this high and every Monday after a Sunday pay-per-view, I would actually have to take the day off from, from my shoot job because like, yeah, I wanted to get the results out right away. And I mean, I would pull all nighters. They would go into the next day, you know, I'd be on like a eight to four, nine to five schedule. I'd have to take that day off. And, um, but so that, that got old pretty quick. Um, you know, I'd be delirious for like the next three days, but, um, yeah. So shortly after that, um, uh, been a few years now, but I had a, um, a friend of a friend knew someone who works, it's like a software engineer for IBM. Uh, he developed an app basically where it just kind of spits out the results, couple clicks of a couple buttons and boom, you got your results and, uh, saves quite a bit of time to save the least. <laughs> but, Has um, there been any uh, recalculations? Has anybody been upset? Like, no, I think I won. No, um, that's never happened. I mean, the, the results, it's kind of like entering in through like Excel and then it goes through formulas through this app. So it's pretty straightforward. I've actually never had that happen. I actually, I still hand check some just because I'm paranoid. Like <laughs> the app, I mean, I've used it like a hundred times and it never fails, but I'll always, just because I'm paranoid, I'll, I'll print out like a bunch and still hand check them. And I don't know why I do it because it's it's like a calculator. It's not going to be wrong, but um, yeah, never never had that issue, but uh, I'll still check some by hand just, uh, just for fun and because I'm paranoid. <laughs> What what started the the just the the random drawings that you would do just, just out of fun? Uh no, it, it was well. I mean, it, it is fun, but how it actually got started for the, for the belts, um, it's a it's a crazy story. So I had uh, takeover uh, pick'em contest planned for this would have been twenty twenty. So the prize uh was going to be the intercontinental championship belt so that takeover actually ended up getting canceled because of covid so i already had the belt and um you know it's already paid for and i was like oh, i gotta give this away i'm not just gonna sit on it so kind of similar how wrestle rumble got started like in general i i was gonna do just one um 
one belt giveaway. Use this random.org site, you know, just a dollar per entry. You know, I've got this extra belt, takeover is canceled. You know, let's give it away. So, you know, I people signed up for it. It was a pretty decent turnout and kind of another like light bulb went off. I'm like, man, might be onto something here. Uh, so it's weird. Like, had takeover not been canceled, like I might still just be doing just the pick 'em contest. But um, you know, after the after it was canceled, I did that contest, got a good response, and it's kind of all she wrote. And people, I mean, love belts and like the custom belts. And you know, I I honestly thought that the championship belt phase. I mean, it's so hot, so popular in, in pop culture. I, I thought it was going to die down like years ago, but it's like still going strong. And if anything, it's catching more steam. So it kind of kind of worked out. I mean, it sucked that that takeover was canceled and, you know, circumstances around COVID, but, uh, you know, it ended up making for a lot of fun contests and, you know, it's who doesn't love wrestling belts in this world? <laughs> yes, I mean, WWE sends a belt to every single championship team out yeah. there. So, yeah, everyone loves the these belts. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're gaining even more steam because of that. Like, I, I know people that aren't even interested in wrestling, but they're big fans of, like, certain sports teams. Like, I know when uh, uh, I think, like, Raw was in Atlanta not too long ago, and I know somebody who went to the show and actually bought one of, like, the belts because it had, like, the – I think it had, like, the Atlanta Hawks logo or something, like, in the, the, the side plates. And he was, like, not even, a, not even a wrestling fan, but he was, like, this thing's badass. And he paid, like, $400 or something for this belt just because it had, like, the Hawks logos in it. And he thought it was, like, a really cool kind of crossover, like, sports memorabilia and wrestling memorabilia kind of thing. And speaking of – these belts <laughs> the belts are real y'all because i am this year <laughs> i won this from russellrumble.com nxt takeover new orleans in uh i guess that was wrestlemania 34 weekend um so i won this by the pick'em contest like i beat every so when when i carry this belt and i brag about this belt I won a NXT world title by beating all the other NXT fans. Like this is an actual trophy for winning the NXT title. So, um, so just so y'all know, like these, not only are the belts real and like these, these contests are like as legitimate as, as humanly possible. That thing showed up at my door like three days after I won it. Like he had it shipped out immediately. Like the thing was, I, I was in new Orleans and when I came home from my trip, like it was there and I was like, this is, it's the only it's the only uh legitimate like replica belt that I own. So like yeah, that my you know my shoot job being FedEx that might have something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So just so y'all know, like, is every now and then one out of every like fifty people I give like a free entry to, um, they'll be like, I don't know, man, is this legit? And I'm like, trust me, it's it's very <laughs> legitimate. Like you have nothing to worry about when you're going through WrestleRumble.com. So I want people to know that that are watching this. If you've ever had any hesitancy, because maybe you've been, you know, boned by other kind of contests and stuff like that, this is legit. The prizes are legit. It's good people. Like Matt, of course, good dude right here with us. You've already heard the stories of me and Jeremy meeting him and, and all that. Amanda Rafeman, she's a part of like helping out with Wrestle Rumble, another great person in the wrestling community. Like, so, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to give that a shout out too. Like, I've won a contest, I've gotten a prize from it. It's only the one time though. I've I end, I've entered every single contest for the past like five years. I've only won. You hate WWE, that's why you can't win. Yeah, but that's not an excuse because they do AEW ones <laughs> now too. And I, but I, I got 10th place in the last WWE contest and I was tied with a few people. So technically I was probably like 
sixth or fifth or something. I was right outside of like the money. So I'm you're, uh, I'm you're always in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the coolest belt you've given away? Cause I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the website right now. And like for, for people who have not visited it's, it's wrestlerumble.com and it's not just, hey, here's a WWE championship. Here's a uh, NXT championship us. Like the, the prize for, for the uh, championship gold rush here is, a WrestleMania moments belt. You're doing NWA belts, AWA belts. Like it is. And then the, the drawing after WrestleMania night one is for the smoking skull title. You're giving away a variety of like belts here. Like what is to you is like the coolest one that you've been able to give away. Yeah. I'd like to mix them up and try and do something different all the time. Um, like you mentioned, like the WrestleMania moments belt. So probably my favorite custom belt I gave away was, uh, last year, it was uh, WrestleMania Moments belt. The main plate was uh, Daniel Bryan holding the belts up with all the confetti in the background. Um, that that was pretty cool because, like, I'm I'm a huge Bryan Danielson fan, and um, yeah, that was definitely going to be the main plate, like no doubt about it. Um, and then some side plates with some of their classic WrestleMania moments, um, like you know Hogan and The Rock stare down. Um, this this year, the um, custom WrestleMania moments belt is WrestleMania 13 Austin with the bloody face. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, all time favorite. I mean, the custom one, definitely the Daniel Bryan one, but also the, um, if, if you look on the WWE's website, the um, Macho Man legacy belt and the stone cold belt, I mean, they're like a thousand dollar retail. They come in a huge case. Um, they're like 40 pounds. Um, Given those away, it's been probably about a year or so. But yeah, the Macho Man belt is is definitely up there. The uh, the legacy one, um, the Stone Cold belt. I'm talking about. We're giving away the the mini one, um, night night one, um, but the real big one. It's actually not even on WWE's website anymore. I think they only made a thousand, um, but that one was just a monster. Uh, it came in the mail, and I was like, oh man, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> but um, that was a pretty sick belt, and. Uh, giving away the winged eagle a lot i mean it's one of my favorite all-time belts um it's always a popular one um but uh yeah i'd probably say that macho man and the uh daniel bryan custom belt the the, uh those mini belts you just mentioned too those are really cool also because what i like about those is like those are great for displays i haven't won any yet but i would like to win some because they don't take up as much space so you can like you you can really use them really cool for like display purposes and like an office and stuff um, those, those are very popular. Um, I, I did a contest. Uh, it's been a good year or so, but um, we, we gave away 20 of the mini belts, basically every mini belt on their website you can think of, and um, got a really good response. I definitely plan on doing something like that again. But yeah, you're right for offices and you know office settings, stuff like that. They're, they make for some pretty good decorations and good conversation pieces too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good good display on that so okay so now i'm interested the wrestlemania moments belts that they i see the one on the website here you mentioned the one last year so those are custom made like I, you can't because i was looking at it as like i don't think i've ever really seen that so you you have a guy like actually design those for you yes uh yeah the custom uh wrestlemania moments belts yeah you can't get them anywhere else i i basically just pick some of my personal uh favorite moments and um yeah, I know someone, person's actually really not even in, in the business at all. Um, they're just good with plates and leather and whatnot. But um, yeah, I come up with the ideas. I mean, they're all based on some of my favorite Mania matches. And, um, you know, they uh, 
they they get them done. Um, the ones most of them come straight from WWE. Like I just get them right off WWE shop. But the custom ones, um, I also use. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen the guy uh, JB Toys on Instagram. He um, he's been commissioned by some uh, you know like ROH and and other companies. Uh, he he makes some belts. The AWA belt. Uh, you know, that's one of his. Um, so I, I, I mix it up and go through some different people, but, um, yeah, custom belts just really seem to be popular. And, you know, like we were talking about the sports earlier, like after the Super Bowl, I mean, you see the guys in the background, they're holding up the belt. So pop culture that, that works, works for us. You know, it's good, good advertisement for us. <laughs> How many of these do you own yourself? Cause I know you're, you're about collector like as like a fan on top of giving these away, like how many do you think that you own? And like, what are some of your favorites or the ones that you actually own yourself? I probably don't own as, as many as, as you would think. Um, winged Eagle. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's a classic. Um, I actually have that in white, black, and then the, uh, I think it's kind of like a greenish blue. Um, I've always loved the, uh, the United States championship from WCW. Um, I have that one. That's actually one of the prizes on night one of WrestleMania. A um, couple other ones. I have the uh, the million dollar belt. Um, I had to beat up Virgil here in Pittsburgh for it, but, uh, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going to say, don't bring that around him because he'll sign it without you wanting him to sign. They don't try to charge you for it. But we're going to go off topic here, but funny Virgil story. Okay, mm -hmm. so he, he's a Pittsburgh boy. So uh, this would have been extreme rules a, a couple years ago was in, was in Pittsburgh. So um, I know uh, the franchise, Shane Douglas, he's from my local hometown. We've worked together a few times. So we were actually doing like a meet and greet um, at the bar right next door to the arena where extreme rules was from. And it's like a given any wrestling event in Pittsburgh, Virgil's going to show up. He's going to try and pedal, pedal his merch, pedal his pictures. I mean, it's a given. Anytime WWE or even AEW's in town, Virgil is going to make an appearance. So what do you know? Like, we're at this event doing an interview with, with Shane Douglas, uh, getting ready to head next door to the to Extreme Rules, and door busts open, and it's Virgil carrying a box, got all his merch, all his 8x10s. <laughs> All, all his merch he's trying to pedal and uh and it, we were actually making jokes earlier in the night it's only a matter of time before virgil pops in and sure enough <laughs> he, he bum rushed our event <laughs> oh man uh matt last one from me and if, if the answer isn't that office photo behind you then i you must have some really cool shit in your room but coolest thing you have in your room coolest thing in my room oh geez um well, I'm gonna have to say artwork. So I obviously got this guy hanging up. It most of my work is up is upstairs. Um, my favorite piece of artwork is actually the scene from uh, the movie Office Space, where they take the fax machine out in the woods and they just beat the crap out of it. It's not, Jeremy, have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's the yeah famous scene. They're taking a baseball bat to it. So um, I know a super talented artist uh, from. Uh, one of the Carolinas, uh, his name's John Toomey. He he drew it up by hand. I'll I'll tweet a picture of it later. Uh, it's incredible. I, I don't know how he drew it by hand, um, but I, I would say that's probably the coolest thing I have. But a bunch of other artwork, like I have. Um, so this is obviously the Office meets pro wrestling. I have another 
one similar to this, it's the setting of the office where you see Pam's desk at reception, Michael's office, Jim and Dwight's desk. But instead of those characters, it's actually wrestlers. Uh, so like oh. Bobby DeBrain Heenan, the Legion of Doom, um, Gorilla Monsoon is in there, Jimmy Hart. I'll, I'll send a picture of that one out as well. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, you know, artwork, I love custom artwork and i always say you know there's no rules to art so i always do like uh mashups um i actually have one in the works now it's uh i don't know if you guys remember the simpsons episode from way back in the day when like daryl strawberry and roger clemens were on it everyone knows homer at the wow come on everyone knows that one (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of a play on that where these guys are in in their uh softball gear but instead of uh, those characters, it's going to be wrestlers. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, the Young Bucks, Brian Danielson, a couple, couple random guys. So it's going to be you know, a team of nine, but it's going to be all wrestlers wearing like softball gear. So it's a, I, I like the mashups. I'm, I don't know. I've been on a custom artwork kick last couple of years. <laughs> all that's, that's dope, awesome. honestly. Like, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I want to see the pictures of um, especially the, the office one with the wrestlers sitting there. But this new one with the, the Simpsons and wrestling crossover with Homer at the Bat, that sounds really sweet as well. Yeah, looking forward to that being done. It's, uh, sometimes they take a little while, but it's usually worth it. And, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tweet a picture out and tag you guys later with all, all my random artwork nonsense. <laughs> cool. Everybody will be able to find that. I'll, I'll put the links to that uh, in the description of, of this as well. Hell yeah. Are you ready for a surprise? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't love love a surprise, right? I, I love a good surprise. And uh, so I got a surprise for uh, for you guys. Um, or as we say in Pittsburgh, yins guys. That's Pat McAfee. <laughs> the Pittsburgh has their own language. I'm going to drop an impromptu game of wrestling trivia. You guys are the contestants. Rolls oh, no, I'm trying to trivia. Are, are you ready? Are you ready for this? The yes. First person of Yin's two to get two questions correct, you're gonna win a mystery prize, which will be revealed at the end of the competition. Oh, do you yeah. accept your mission? Yes. Yes. Let's do this. And we're on the honor system, Jeremy. We're not gonna look up any of the. We, I don't want to keep my hands up in the screen because it's uncomfortable. No, no, I'm not. I'm not we, will, we, will, we will not. I, I will. In, in I'll just. I'll form. just do this to you, Jensen. I'll just <laughs> remove you, and then you can't answer any of the questions because I don't think you have the Streamyard access. I don't think you're logged into Fightful. Yes, oh, you are. Okay. Yes, Darn. Darn it. <laughs> So, uh, so now there's no uh, no buzzer, nothing you can ring or ding. So shout it out. First person to shout it out, uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll get credit. And if it's like a tie, if we get real close, we'll we'll go to uh, we'll go to Dusty Rose as the judge for uh, <laughs> for who actually got it. And that's that's not the prize, by the way. <laughs> All right. And I, uh, I texted a few friends and I was like, hey, text me some softball wrestling trivia questions. Oh, no. Okay, first first one to two, right? Here okay, we just, go. Yell, just yell it out. First person to yell at the answer. Yeah. And then, if, and then if they get that wrong, does the other person gets a chance to, to steal? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Look at me hijacking your show. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I didn't even consult with Sean Ross Ross Sapp on this one. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He doesn't he doesn't know what we do on this show. All right, question one. Hopefully you guys can I got I wrote 14 questions. I'm hoping we don't have to go through all <laughs> hoping we get okay. two out of these at some point. First one to two. All right, question one. 
Sheamus defeated John Cena to win his first WWE championship. What type of match was table it? Table Oh, it was a tables match. You're right. Jeremy. Yeah. Yes. I just oh. remember him falling off the top through the table, but I <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. All right. Damn, that was close. All right. Damn, Jeremy. All right, let's go. Game, game <laughs> point. Game point already. <laughs> okay. Ahmed Johnson's only title in WWE. Intercontinental. Was intercontinental title. That's <laughs> not the question. The question is. <laughs> Question is, who did he defeat for it? Jensen, you've already blurted your answer. You don't get a I shot know. now. Well, you've already I thought the question it. was going to be, what is the yeah, title? I, I thought so too. I was going to blurt it, but I was like, oh, let me at least wait. Uh, I think Gold Dust. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. You got shut up. Quizzlemania. <laughs> hey, if the question was, what title am I thinking of? I would have been in a You got to wait title. for the whole question, Jensen. I know. Well, I tell you, what. you got the tables match so fast that I was like, I, I had to get in there. Oh man, that's fair and square, though. Man, you beat me fair and square. No, Jeremy, no, I got you win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the prize here in a second. But uh, since he ran you out of town so quick, just for fun, he, Jeremy definitely won. But just for fun, I'm gonna rattle off the rest of these questions. You guys shout, shout them out. Okay, okay, all right, here we go. The infamous Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Mick Foley took place in what city? Pittsburgh. St. Louis, Missouri. Pittsburgh. Ah. Steven, come on, man. You're just throwing stuff out now. You're just throwing stuff out now. <laughs> At least you let me finish the question this time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely let the question end because now I feel stupid with that damn intercontinental. That's gonna haunt me for especially if this is a prize that I really wanted. I'm gonna feel so bad about blurting out that IC title thing. Oh, you're, you're gonna be hangry when you see it. Oh no. <laughs> Who was the only member of the NWO? To win an NBA championship. Call more. Oh, Rodman. sorry. Dennis Rodman. Jeez. You're on the board. <laughs> oh, they didn't get that. I got that. Jensen oh. saying Carl Malone. Well, oh, I said Dennis. I meant to say Dennis Rodman. And I oh, said Jeremy, you actually. Okay. Yeah, Jeremy. I got that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting killed up here. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think Steven needs some caffeine or something. <laughs> no. Oh, man. This is bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking you're going to know this one. Taz made his WWE debut at the 2000 Royal Rumble. Who was his opponent? Kurt Angle. Angle. Steven Gowen. He got you barely. barely. I mean, that's like the lowest hanging fruit ever. Yeah. One, but, uh, yeah, it's all right. Another easy one coming up. In August of 1994 at the ECW Arena, what wrestler threw down the NWA? Steven that, that was basically a tie. Yeah, that was basically a tie. What was the name of Mikey Whipwreck's finishing move? Whippersnapper. Oh, you're heating up. <laughs> Alexa Bliss defeated Becky Lynch to win her first women's championship. What type of match was it? Regular. <laughs> There's no way. I'm I actually don't know. I can't. If I'm stumping you guys, I'm, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> I... I legitimately don't remember. Our chat's going to kill us for not knowing this one. Not knowing Lexi. <laughs> was it a one-on-one -on -one match? It was a one-on-one -on -one match. Uh, yeah, so I got it. Regular. Well, no, but there's got to be some Oh, it, was there a stip? Yeah. It was, it was oh. a stipulation match. I have no idea. Uh, five, Extreme rules. Four, three, 
two, one. Kind of a trick question. It was a question earlier. It was a tables match. It was oh, a tables match. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, I actually remember that. I do. I do. I do remember that now. Okay. I'm telling everyone yeah. to stump you guys. That's fine. I, and it's on video. There's proof. Again, the chat's screaming at us right now. I already know it. Yeah, the chat's sure. very mad at us. Here, here's an easy one. What was the opening match for the main card at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando? Oh God, I have no idea. Well, I was there. Um, AJ, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Yes. What? Oh, good job. <laughs> no clue. We're taking it way back on this one here. What was the stipulation in the tag team title match at WrestleMania 14? Uh, oh, 14. Um, they did a battle royal at 14, but for the for the titles, I'm trying to think who it was. Oh, the girlfriend's gonna kill me now. Was it was she... it like the dumpster match or whatever? It was. Yeah. 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 I didn't yeah, want to say the outlaws and, and chainsaw Charlie because you guys would have probably got it. So yes, it was a yeah. dumpster. Yeah. Dude, I'm good killing job. Jeremy now. He only got the first two, and now I'm <laughs> that's all that mattered. I'm oh. good when the game's on oh. the line. I ain't worried about practice. We ain't talking oh. about practice when the game's on the line. That's when I got this. Got four more here. Uh WrestleMania 13. This is the random. Took place in what city? Chicago. Yes. <laughs> what was the main event of WrestleMania 13? Undertaker said. Yep. Oh, it's on fire. Yep. Anyone remembers Austin Brett, though, but that wasn't the main event. Exactly. Yeah. Said. Yeah. 13, 14 is, is 13 is like wheel 13, 12 kind of wheelhouse stuff because girlfriend watches that all the time. Last two here. AEW. Couple couple easy ones here. Who's going to shout it out quicker? What was the first ever match on AEW Dynamite? Guevara, Cody, Cody. and Sammy. Mm, Steven hair. <laughs> what was the first ever match on AEW Rampage? Oh, I was there too. Shoot. Oh, uh, Christian and Kenny. Yes. Oh, good there. call. Yep. There. How did we not see each other? We didn't know each other. Are you going to um, Dynamite at the end of April? Yes. Okay, I'll see in you in Pittsburgh. Definitely. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yes, April 20th. Yes. That's right. We didn't know each other before that first one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. the link up for sure? Me, uh, a few friends of mine uh, and me will be down there for sure. Uh, looking cool. forward to that one. Yeah. Steven. Let everyone know. Or they... Wait, what's no, the prize? No, no, yeah, yeah, what's the prize? Are you ready? This, this is where uh, poor Steven. The prize is. Oh, it's a mini belt. The official retro four pack, the latest from Mattel. In the box, sealed, oh. unopened. I'm gonna have to get your address. Text me your address. I will. I will. Un unopened, sealed in the box, mint. Steven, I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> and you know I collect that stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, Jensen. Well, hey, honestly, game, honestly, Jensen is going to appreciate it more than than I will. The, the kids are gonna look at this and they're gonna try to rip into it and stuff. Steven, I will. I will pass my, my prize. Onto you. You will appreciate it more than I will. I will take the victory. I will have bragging rights, but you will appreciate the collection uh, more more than me. What well, a gentleman and a scholar! Wow. wow, what a nice guy. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, the good the thing is they will be well taken care of. They will have a good home here in my office. Exactly. And all my other memorabilia. So like they will be well, well, well taken care of. 
And I will yes. remember it as the time that I defeated Jeremy in trivia. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, now, if you're going to act like you won, this was a different conversation. Jeremy, you are such a good man. I got to say, I, I don't think I'm giving them prizes up. If I if I won, <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs> hey. Jensen, he, he likes that stuff. Like he, he is a collector of that stuff. I know it is going to a good home. Again, me, I don't... I, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. I don't have the appreciation that, that Steven Jensen does. The, kid, the kids are going to see it and they're going to want to play with it and stuff. And I got to yell at them be like, hey, don't do that. It's just, it's it's a pain. Jensen, at least it's going to a nice loving home. What, and it'll stay it's nice that. and mint. I'm yes, writing exactly. the Fightful demanding that you get a raise. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone yeah. should demand I get a raise, honestly. Well, Steven, you have to yeah. Text me uh, your address. These will be uh, en route to you soon. Well, thank you. And honestly, Jeremy, I do appreciate that, man. Like you didn't, you didn't, don't feel like you had to do that or anything. But like they, they, I, I will keep those mint in great condition, and they will have a very, very good home. I feel, I always feel better when like I trading or selling it of any of my stuff from my collection that I know it's going somewhere. That's like it's gonna be like a good home for where I'm, where it's heading. So like now, this now is if you sell, kind of I do want I do want to cut all the profits on it. Oh, I'm not gonna sell these. Ever sell. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying just in general, like sometimes I gotta like make space and get some rid of some of the stuff in my collection. And when I do, I always try to find a buyer that's like also a collector that I'm like, okay, this is gonna go somewhere where like this is gonna be appreciated wherever this is going. Right. So, um. No, I appreciate that a lot, Jeremy. And I appreciate you, Matt, too, for like giving for having the prize. And then uh, you know, I wind up getting the prize. Which is I appreciate oh, you letting me um, kick Steven Jensen's ass in this trivia contest. Yeah, you, you were yeah. on fire there, but uh yeah, no, I love I love a good surprise. Figure just be a little little fun and uh some softball questions, but uh yeah, it's good good time. Really appreciate you guys having me on this uh I, I was telling uh, Stephen, I was telling Jeremy before we went on, I was like, I must be doing something right if I'm getting on Fightful here. I mean, gee, <laughs> or a slow news day, something. <laughs> no, man, this was something we, we planned on doing. I remember I texted you a couple weeks ago, like, hey, around WrestleMania time, like, you're on our list. We really want you to come on the show, um, especially with the tie-in with Wrestle Rumble, because hopefully a lot of people will hear this that maybe have never played Wrestle Rumble on the website, and um, they can try it out. Like, it's it's super affordable. Like it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't cost much. You got chances of winning big prizes. Uh, you can do the $1 belt entries and win title belts. You can, I mean, oh, the website's WrestleRumble.com. The, the Twitter is at WrestleRumble. Like, I mean, I, uh, we really appreciate having you on, man. And like, it is something where like, we really do believe in what you're doing with the website. Like it's, it's, it's it enhances my fandom so much especially when it's shows that i'm not even that interested in like wwe wise sometimes i'm like damn i don't another one of these pay-per-views like but i get super invested because i have wrestle rumble entries like invested in this so like it, it, it keeps my fandom up really high all the time I, I appreciate that and you guys have been nothing but great to me over the years and um yeah it's kind of how it all got started just something to make the show a little more interesting uh with got something riding on it but um yeah and no, i appreciate the kind words man thank you so much Matt, thanks again for, for joining us. Everyone go to WrestleRumble.com. Follow, follow on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Go play the WrestleMania. Go enter into the random drawings. Get, you're supporting great people. You get awesome prizes. Matt, we appreciate it. Thank you again for, for your time today. Guys, we'll be right back here. On... We're back here on the spotlight. That was Matt from WrestleRumble. Great guys over there at WrestleRumble. Matt, he rules. Jensen wrap this thing up you're muted by the way please unmute your mic i don't want you to start talking and then you're still muted jensen 
I'm really I was literally just saying blah blah blah. Yes, blah, I can blah, tell blah, you weren't saying anything. I was just messing with you. Yeah, I uh no, yeah, there's not a whole lot uh to really plug, I guess. Tonight, uh twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. Um, myself and Joel Pearl, as always, will be playing Mario Kart. If you have a Nintendo Switch, come uh, game with us. We put out a code and we do an online tournament. We go from 7 p.m. Eastern time to around 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so come hang out in the chat. Even if you don't have a Switch, just hang out in the chat and we'll talk about wrestling or life or stupid stuff or the other video games. I and mean, we talk about really whatever. Um, it's it's just a fun way to kind of unwind, hang out, and, and just, you know, play some video games, have some fun. So, uh, so yeah, that's tonight. Um, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Degrassi dudes, myself, and SP3. We are talking about a very important character in the series of Degrassi. His name is Campbell Saunders, and um, kind of somewhat of a controversial character because um, you'll know why if you watch Degrassi or if you want to listen to the show tomorrow. Our guest is not a vampire who's a YouTuber who has like a great Degrassi channel, and they give us like some really, really, really good insight uh, throughout this conversation. So it was an awesome conversation me vamp and sp3 that's going to be tomorrow at 10 a.m eastern on fightful overbooked and this sunday the fightful select weekender podcast i'm not sure what i'll do yet for the weekender the last couple years i've done like really big deep dives into the collective before it happens so i don't know if i'll do that on sunday or if i'll do an extra weekender i got to figure that out but i should be having a lot of previewing of the collective coming up uh this weekend and uh this week so uh, that's FightfulSelect.com. Uh, support us over there at uh, Fightful Select. We've got like 6,500 subscribers, I think Sean just tweeted out. And it's all because of Steven Jensen and The Weekender, as far as I'm concerned. Jensen and Pulowski. No one else subscribes to Fightful Select for anything else. Weekender and Sour Graps, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with Sean's breaking news or any of that nope. kind of stuff. Um, But uh, no, it, I, I love being on the platform because obviously you get a lot of value there if you're a wrestling fan like you get all that news that sean puts out there you get the extra stuff with with him and jimmy you get my show you get alex's show like it's uh and it's only five dollars so it's something that like i don't feel like this is we're in no way shape or form i think ripping anybody off like you know and so i think you get a lot of value for that five dollars is really what i'm saying so if you want to check that out you uh I talk about independent wrestling every Sunday over there. And at, at the very latest, sometimes on Mondays, depending, sometimes there's like a show on Sunday that I need to talk about. So I'll have to wait till Monday to record the show. But generally speaking, the show comes out every Sunday, uh, usually like in like the late afternoon time. So, uh, Guys, we got a big show next week as it, as it is WrestleMania week. We'll be talking about, by the time we air, a couple of shows will have happened, but we'll be previewing uh, some stuff, working on uh, a guest who is going to be, wrestling at wrestlemania week and we'll did you get of, confirmation on that i'm I'm not we'll have to talk about it that's okay, why i said i'm working okay, on okay. it <laughs> okay okay, okay gotcha, yeah gotcha. okay we um, will have we will have a wrestler on next week. yes yeah we, we'll have a wrestler on who will hopefully who will have a match at, at during wrestlemania week depending on which wrestler that is we're not quite sure yet but we're working on some things um so yeah that'll, that'll be next week big week as it is wrestlemania week head over to fight over books right now uh day of uh, Day after Dynamite. It is day after day after Dynamite is live uh, with Will Washington and and SB3. And Jensen just mentioned SB3. SB3 is he does more on Fightful Overbook than I do at this point. I should probably give him the channel. Um, but yes, guys, everyone head over to Fightful Overbooked right now. Guys, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Everyone have a good weekend. <laughs>
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.